All right. Hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Apologies for the delay. Uh, someone had to get their beard on. <laughs> as, uh, as yeah, we're going, other than Ashley and I, I think we're going, going for some cosplay here. Everything looks really great. Uh, I've been making people. I've been making people feel very sad the past two days. So it's nice that we're all laughing yeah. again. So it's great. I ordered something, but it didn't come in time for today. Well, sadly, and who knows? So might not be necessary. <laughs> See, I feel bad oh. saying that sort of stuff, but you know, I know, I know it's a, you know, oh well. Uh, thank you, uh, Three Eyed Cat, for those uh, for those bits. They are definitely going to need them. If you didn't watch last session, uh, we burned through the entire reservoir. Of, of audience boosts uh, as they fought a Nazgul uh, and uh, are still going to be at the start of this uh, session reeling uh, from that fight. Uh, so they're going to need it too because there are some very important roles that we're going to have within the first about 20 or 30 minutes uh, of the session. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, before we get started though, I do want to make a quick announcement as we do have a giveaway today uh, as we're going to be giving away uh, a Game Master's Journal from Beetle and Grimm's. Uh, if, uh, if one of y'all can go ahead and drop that link in the, uh, in the chat so folks can follow the link and see what it is. Uh, but it is a, a beautiful little journal, uh, for like world builders, for game masters, all sorts of folks who, who sort of involved in TTRPGs. It's got sections for like, uh, for pregame prep, for campaign planning, for encounters, characters, NPC building, tips for safety tools, uh, that our very own Maitre ha uh, helped with. Uh, so, uh, so go, go, go take a look. Uh, we're going to do the giveaway like we usually do. It'll be somewhere in the middle, uh, because we want to draw you in, keep you here for as long as we possibly can, uh, get you invested. And then we will go ahead and do the giveaway. Uh, but, uh, somewhere around the midway, we'll, we'll kind of walk through it then. Uh, but go ahead and take a look now. It looks really cool. And, uh, and yeah, so that's the first thing. Uh, wow. <laughs> Aaron just dropped a thousand bits for the fellowship in Melissa's next character. So uh, and message there. Yeah, oh my gosh, token you. purist. I didn't even say that. Thank you so much. That's so very kind of you. I'm assuming those are five uh, complications uh, for the GM uh, as opposed sure to 15. specifically says for the fellowship. I do, in fact, have a large number of complications to throw uh, at the party. So that's great. Uh, okay. So, uh, why don't we do a quick, we'll do a quick round table really fast uh, and then we'll dive in. Uh, I want to do a full accounting of the fellowship. So it might be the last time. We'll see. At least in this form. Uh, we'll start with our newly bearded Floy. Uh, Long, tell us about Floy, man. Yes, Floy, a young adventuring dwarf. It only takes him a full week to grow beard. <laughs> that makes sense to me, to be honest. I think that I think that tracks with the lore somewhere. We'll have to double check, but that sounds right. That sounds accurate. Uh, next up. Ashley, who's very upset with me. Uh, Ashley? I just had depressing homework. It's fine. It's been, We're fine. It's, it's fine. I'm okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm playing Gilly Kettlegrass. She is our Brie Hobbit. Uh, she's a scholar. Uh, and she actually had to do like her second attempt uh, in the entire campaign of like close up fighting with her sword. It yep. uh, did not go very well for her. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, it, uh, I mean, I always like those wargs because they have that leap ability, but then also I think Gerwin got on you as well. So between the two, you yeah. had, some, had some folks on top Gerwin of you. I had Gerwin and Arrhenial. And Arrhenial was charging at you and tried to punch you in the face. Uh, so, yeah. uh, which is why which, uh, she's, she's getting kicked out of the fellowship. So even if she survives, she's getting kicked out uh, for PVP. 
I think that's the rule, right? Oh. Uh, is that Adam? Oh. Adam, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Adam throws out some bits. Uh, and if I, if I recall correctly, Adam, I think over on Grim and Paris, Perilous Plays, I think you all are testing out the uh, the Lord of the Rings 5th edition version tonight, right? I think that's what you're doing later. Uh, so later tonight, go check them out if you want to see some more, uh, more Middle Earth stuff. Uh, all right, next Wait, up, thanks. next up, we have uh, the woman of the hour. We have a renial. Uh, Melissa, tell us about your dearly departed ranger. Uh, my currently still present <laughs> ranger, uh, ranger of the North champion. Um, she had a whole lot going on. Um, if she is to make it out of this, she's going to have another shadow scar and, um, yeah, she's got some pretty major wound on her leg and a pretty major wound across her chest and she's not doing uh very well yeah it was a very rough fight i'll get into that in a little bit uh but it was a very rough fight and arineal probably took the worst of it uh, i would say as you are the one that is technically dying right now is according to the rules of the game uh well again we'll dive into that in a moment uh but as three-eyed cat has mentioned in chat uh it is because you cheat at board games. So this is really just karma coming back. So there's that. Uh, well, we have uh, thanks, Three Eyed. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, next up, we've got Daggett. Uh, Daggett, hey, what's going on, man? I'm Daggett. I'm the most lovable, friendly, trustworthy dwarf you'll ever meet. My beard is falling off today for some reason, though. Um, and I'm doing just fine. I, I'm feeling hale and healthy. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm ready to hit the bar after this, you know, let, let's rally guys. Yeah. Uh, Daggett and Floyd got to run into the, to the fight late. Uh, Daggett the latest. Cause he, his pants were soggy from swamp, from like river water or something. We like can that. say it. I, I've got a belly and it gets in the way. It does. It does. Uh, and then finally the newest member to the party who I have almost immediately put right on the cusp of death's door, uh, Within what two, three sessions of you starting with us, Terrence? <laughs> Tell us about Hi, I'm motivated to play Terrence, and and uh, like I've said, even the most hurtful part is that Jeff pretends to be my friend. Like that's that's the part that hurts the most, really. <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually, the reason I am not in Arrhenius' position is because he decided to go easy on the new last time. Uh, I I don't not remember that <laughs> so i am sorry arneal because you're probably dying because i don't know the rules of session yet <laughs> no, no so sorry some uh, of that but, is true yeah. some of that is true uh, <laughs> i mean arneal's been around for like 53 episodes we're good we've we, we're good right tara's brand new she's fresh exciting can't get rid of her yet we've got so many secrets to uncover this is true this is true this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were uh, impatient and didn't want to wait and went off on our own. And uh, this is what happens. This is apparently wars can smell you or something. Uh, I don't know. know. Things with a sense of smell so inconvenient. Jeff gave so many warnings too that we just completely <laughs> I really did. really did. I really did. I bent over backwards. I had like three or four of them at least. Like super blunt too. Like I wasn't even I wasn't even beating around the bush about it. But nope, nope. That's what you guys wanted to do. So that's what you did. We did. 
<laughs> and now I think it's time we start, right? So let's let's hit the summary first. So last session, you all you you were tracking this blue green light on the Gray Flood, the river uh, that cuts through Tharbad, runs kind of northeasternly, southwesternly through Ariador. You're hoping to find this this elusive ashen ship that that some of the party had seen prior. You've seen it before. You've heard rumors about it before. Uh, Tara, you've heard about it in Tharbad, but but Floy and Gilly and Arineal and and formerly Sorendir uh, had seen it before, actually, at other places uh, throughout Ariador. Along the way, some weird stuff was starting to happen. Swarms of eels were kind of behaving really strangely, erratically, started foaming the water. Some even leaped up onto the raft, the ferry, and started gnawing on your gear and on those bindings that connected uh, like the, the beams of the raft. They started to split apart. Gilly, quick thinking, used grappling hook and rope to kind of keep them tight together. And you were all able to get to the northern shore of the river before the beams fully split apart. There, Floyd and Daggett decided you were going to help the ferry master uh, to, uh, to repair this raft. Uh, while Arineal, Taraneth, and Gilly, you all started scouting further upriver to see if you can kind of keep up with that blue-green light. And you found this ashen ship. And it was docked on this rickety pier that Arineal and Floyd had discovered, uh, I think, a day or so earlier uh, that had... Not just like the rickety pier, but these crumbled statues of these old Cardolan heroes and stuff that were scattered about. And you watched as there were these soldiers and sailors in this dark armor were escorting this mad vagabond that all that some of you had met named Gerwin uh, before the figure that you would learn is the Huntsman, a figure that at this point, Arineal and Taraneth could now confirm was Nazgul. And unfortunately, as has been alluded to, there were some patrolling wargs that were able to kind of discover the fact that you all were stealthing and battle quickly ensued. Gilly, you tried to flee and kind of get Floy and Daggett, uh, kind of re reunite with them. Uh, but this flock of Kerbane was kind of chasing you down, including uh, one of the wargs as well, Terra and Arineal. You engaged some of the other wargs. You engaged what we would learn are Black Numenorians probably, and the Huntsman himself. Battle was extraordinarily brutal and bloody, the Huntsman was using all these different powers of shadow, sorcery of some kind, and at one point ensorcelled Arineal, who turned on her allies, swinging and trying to hurt Gilly. Uh, eventually, when the outcome was looking very, very bleak, we saw the reinforcements come. We saw Floy, and we saw Daggett arrive, and it turned the tide of the battle. Huntsman's, uh, the Huntsman's wargs and sailors are kind of slayed one by one. And the Huntsman, however, was still able to retreat, kind of use the Crabane to cover his escape onto uh, the ship once more and travel away. The damage, however, was done as uh, both Arineal and Taraneth fell, uh, both suffering severe wounds. Uh, Arineal, most notably, is, as we've mentioned, is actually lingering near death. Daggett, you were able to slay Gerwin, uh, but he did get this last brutal stab off on Gilly before it happened. Uh, and... Uh, and finally, the other kind of important bit that almost got overshadowed is that the Nazgul knew your names and referred to some of you specifically by name. So we are going to begin, bear with us, uh, usually as I like to do in this sort of, sort of cinematic dark screen as we kind of fade in, we hear the sounds of this lapping river, the creaking of this old uh, derelict pier. We see here like these nearby insects and frogs and night birds from the marshes on the south side of the river. They're crying and they're humming in the silence. 
And we see the Gray Flood Riverbank where this battle took place. We see the small clearing. We see the ruined statues of Cardolan princes and nobles on the ground. And we can see a few steps away, their descendants, rangers of the north, as we've come to know them, uh, are wounded and in some cases broken. There's the stench of blood and death heavy in the air. And we see the bodies of defeated wargs, these black Numenorians, the mad vagabond Gerwin. They're twisted, they're hewn, they're lifeless. In the distance upriver, we pan in that direction and we see that green-blue lantern continuing to drift further and further away, getting smaller and smaller, signaling the huntsman's retreat. We pan back for a moment to Gilly, Daggett, and Floy. You're standing over top of your fallen friends. Gilly, you're, you're, you're bleeding pretty painfully from this dagger wound in your side. You hear that sound of ice is still kind of crackling in this sort of insidious way. Your eyes are kind of blurring. Your vision's kind of swirling a bit. Daggett and Floy, you take a look at Terraneth, and you can see her wound. It's vicious, but at the same time, the two of you have been in enough battles to know that it's not necessarily mortal. Rineal, however, uh, is unconscious, uh, but writhing. And the two of you are fairly sure that she is dying. Uh, you can tell that the wounds, at least one of them, has similar sort of kind of this blackness, this infected blackness that swirls around it that you've seen in some other wounds throughout the campaign. So we are going to, as we sort of stare down at Arineal for a moment, we are going to kind of fade out of that moment. We're going to come as everyone's sort of lingering and looking over these two. And instead we are going to fade in, in fact, uh, on sort of a, a very familiar forest that pretty much everyone here has been to. And I would say Floy and Gilly, Daggett, even to some degree, Arineal, you would recognize, is the Chetwood. Uh, the leaves have, have started to turn. Oranges and yellows are overtaking the greens. There's this light chill that's riding the breeze as it's sifting through bow and branch. Uh, we follow that breeze and we settle in on a, on a cottage. Uh, again, a cottage that some of you are quite familiar with. It is the cottage uh, that we know is kind of still in progress at this time. And we see a familiar face, Talendil, uh, tall, proud, brown, gray hair, kind of stirred by this breeze. We see he's swinging this axe down through a log, uh, splitting wood. And he's kind of still grimacing from these wounds that he took long ago, two years ago at this point, at Fornost, uh, when you first met him. Uh, he, sets the, he sets the axe aside for a moment, and he waves, and he smiles a bit. And we see that he's waving at an approaching Arineal. We see her, her hood is down, and we can see that her blonde locks are, are showing. And the two of them kind of shake hands, do an embrace. Short time later, Marimben arrives. Uh, she has a staff across her shoulders. We can see rabbits hanging from them, recently caught. And we kind of shift inside the cottage a few moments later. And we watch as these three rangers begin to share a meal and share stories and, and even laugh. And, and after a moment, Talendil speaks uh, and this is a conversation that, that some of us were privy to, but he says directly to Rineo now, kind of looking across the table. 
And he says, why do you not journey with them? If, if it is your people you seek, such an opportunity was presented to you. One to be with them and to take on a mantle of leadership. Why did you turn away? And Arineal responds, I, I allow myself moments to ponder time with others, but I always return in my thoughts to the evils that loom and the steps that must be taken to deal with it. We try to tell the folks we come across what we know and how they can be of assistance and they can choose to help or not. But settling somewhere does not appear to be my path. My path is one of peril and I hope some success. So at the table, Marin Ben's been kind of quiet, but but Talendel gets like this really wry smile and he and he looks over at her. Uh, and he says, uh, it sounds like someone I once knew as he stares at her. And surprisingly, for those of you who are familiar with Marimben, she actually returns that smile. But Talendil continues, and he says, do not deny yourself time with others. Yours does not have to be a lonely existence. You come from a line of people, kings, kingdoms, communities. There's nothing that replaces this. There's nothing that fills the void of kinship. Duty is important, but it is not all. That is why I seek out these moments of camaraderie when the opportunity arises. And Arineal kind of sits up and sets her drink down and um, says, uh, enough this talk of duty and feelings. I, uh, I propose a contest and uh, Reniel and Talendil and Marimben uh, head outside for some training and competition. And we start to hear like hear it before we see it. The sounds of arrows kind of whistling through the air and then slamming into something. And a short while later, as the sun's kind of fading in the west, we see the three rangers are kind of standing outside and they're firing arrows into this nearby target, this propped up sack of dirt and leaves. And we see Talendel kind of walk away from Arineal and Marabim. He's retrieving the arrows from the target, his hand kind of brushing Marabim's as he walks past. And when he is at an earshot, uh, Marabim actually speaks. And she looks at you, Arineal, and she says, you speak of your companions and how they've been drawn to the shadow. I know something of this. You met me in my darkest days, when shadow had long hardened my heart, not just against kinship, but also against love. And you can see that she kind of looks over at that towards where Talendel is retrieving those practice arrows, and her brow for a moment, which is normally constantly furrowed, relaxes, and we see a smile kind of grow on her face. And she continues and she says that sometimes we convince ourselves that our suffering and pain and anger or even our bravery are better, better handled alone. But Talendale's right. Duty is not all. Love, friendship, 
Song, these will survive long after we fall for the last time. Erinial slowly nods her head and she kind of goes toward Marimbem, kind of squeezes her forearm, which is about the closest that she'll come to an embrace with Marimbem. And then she sees Talendil coming into earshot and she says, uh, once more before dark. Dark fades, but it's just the screen. And we come back, fade once more in on the riverbank, the clearing, where Floy and Gilly and Daggett have presumably surrounded the bodies of Arineal and Taraneth. Uh, and I turn it over to the three of you. Uh, Taraneth and Arineal are both unconscious. Um, but what are the three of you doing, saying, thinking, anything? The shadow's gone. Gilly, what do we do? Uh, in Does this wound that she has look similar to what I saw on Elise Briarcleave? It looks very much so. In fact, it's certainly uh, not as spread as, a, as a Elise's was when you when you last saw her uh, in Bree, or in Coombe, I should say. Uh, but it certainly does seem to have that kind of added, uh, that added complication. Not all of her wounds. Now, Arineo has suffered many cuts, many stabs, mm -hmm. many many bruises, but there is one in particular uh, that seems to have have kind of your most concern. The others look terrible, but this one is is concerning. Her, you can tell her her breath is already kind of beginning to to sort of slow, and when you kind of reach out and kind of press your your hand against her chest, you can you can feel the heart is kind of slowing as well. Um. Gilly's going to frantically try and heal her. Okay, before you roll. Uh, so before you roll, I'm going to turn it over to Floy or Daggett. If there's anything the two of you are doing. Uh, we don't really talk about certain mechanics in game, but you can support each other. Uh, if any, if either of you have any skill in healing. Short of that, there's always in Hearten. If you wanted to try to sort of role play or speaking to Arineal, trying to get her to, to stay here and now. I think Daggett would be kind of anxiously uh, gripping his axe, kind of like changing uh, his handhold on it uh, and just hovering over Gilly. Gilly, uh, what do you need? What What can I get you? Um, I, I, water, I, I need, I need to clean this and, and, uh, and she starts looking around, uh, can you collect some of those herbs at the base of that tree? Um, I'll need a poultice, um, to try and contain this. And but bag it I, would just kind of like, sorry, I, I can't heal this. You can heal this. You can heal this. Um, and Daggett would like stutter step one direction before uh, collecting in his mind what he needs to do first. He'd pull off his helmet and go and uh, scoop some water in it. Uh, kind of like rushing back and sloshing the water a little bit sets it down and then he would just go and start digging up all sorts of herbs. I don't think Daggett would actually know which herbs so he would just bring back all of them. 
about Floyd. Well, yeah, while they're busy preparing to help her, I'll kneel down by Reniel's ear, bring up the shell, and hum a little tune to it. If your heart strays or if the enemy tries to drown you in shadow, let the sound of Loon's waters remind you which way leads to the surface. Gilly, can you please make a very important healing roll? The you can get support from your uh, from your allies there. Uh, right. I want to draw as we we've talked about this ahead of time. Like we're playing it. This is a this is not just your average wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a a single success is all you would technically need to to keep her alive. But yeah. considering the state of Elise, uh, you know that you need more than that to make this infection be held at bay so that it doesn't continue to spread and whatever it has done to Elise over the weeks in which she suffered with it doesn't happen to to a renial. Yeah. So can audience I, dice be used? In yes, they moment? can. Yes, they can. So I will be spending a hope for my magical success for at least the one. You see the pearl of Celebrion begin to faintly glow kind of underneath your tunic. It's almost impossible to see as there's unfortunately blood and sort of tufts of warg fur and you're mm-hmm. sweating and everything is just so complicated. But maybe, again, Gilly instinctively once or twice, maybe you reach up and you tap it. And, and Taryn, that this might be the first time, actually, you're, you're, I would say you're, you're not, you're not awake yet, are you yet? Uh, I'm not sure if Daggett, mm-hmm. Daggett's probably seen it at this point, but once more that, that pearl begins to glow ever so faintly. And Gilly, We'll lean over and she'll start making the pulstice. And just please don't leave me, Reniel. And we got an extraordinary success. Okay. So Daggett comes rushing back with the water sloshing in his helmet. Floy is kind of almost laying down next to Reniel, got the shell up against her ear. You take whatever Daggett hands you from the herbs and you kind of quickly look through them, toss the ones aside that are weeds or not useful here and the others you kind of mash into your kind of like your little pestle that you have and you do your best to sort of find it into the wound, right? You just push it down and push it down and between the cleaning and between pushing the the pulstice into her, into her wound, you kind of wait for a moment and there's no immediate reaction like you don't see suddenly the wounds suddenly stitch themselves up it doesn't work like that but as you're just kind of sitting there and all of and the three of you are just kind of waiting gilly your hand maybe on her on her chest or over her mouth you do feel her heart begin to beat just a little bit more soundly and you can you can in those of you that are just kind of looking so floy and daggett you can see her chest begin to rise fall a little bit more steadily not stuttering as much as it was prior and gilly as far you've done everything in your power and even things beyond your power uh and at this point you think there's nothing more you can do and it's just a matter of will she wake up uh you know that you spent most of your time on Arineal, but then you look over and there's Tara. And you haven't known her that long, uh, but you have taken, you at least have taken well to her and you know that she is dear to Arineal, but she also is is sort of suffering. 
Um, you can see that she has a very large kind of gash along her back where one of those black Numenorean sailors kind of cut through her. It's the type of thing that that honestly reminds you ever so slightly of the wound Talendale suffered uh, in Fornos as he was kind of slashed across the back by this, this wraith that you were kind of retreating from. And it took a very long time for him to recover, uh, but you are far better at healing now uh, than you were two years ago. Uh, so if you would like to make a healing test on Terraneth, this isn't so much to, this isn't to save her life, but maybe to ease her recovery. I got a great success. So I'm going to say some time passes as the three of you are just kind of lingering here. You have an option if you wanted to to move but if not the three of you are just kind of lingering here waiting and waiting it is still very very dark it's it's midnight effectively but after a moment uh maybe half an hour an hour you see Terraneth begin to stir first and Tara when you wake you feel the pain immediately just coursing through your back and it just radiates out into all of your limbs and when you look up and you see Floy and Daggett and Gilly all kind of huddled near you in Arineal, as the two of you are kind of side by side, you see Arineal isn't awake yet. Uh, and you see looks of grave concern on your new fellowship. What do you do when you when your eyes open, Tara? What happened? Did, did we get them? Did you get them? They're gone, and she fell. She, she fell, and and Tara's gonna turn to look at Reniel. Do I see her breathing? Do I? Can I? See yeah, it? you see her breathing. You see Gilly's hands there. You can see there's a poultice and a patch that's been done. Um, a, just a quick glance, you, you would presume it's Gilly uh, as she's there kind of attending to it. And she's periodically checking breath, kind of feeling for the beat of the of a pulse on the neck or on the on, on or just resting her hand. Like Reniel's armor has been kind of stripped off, so it's easier to access. Um, but she's she's currently living. She's just not awake. Tara's going to pull herself up to whatever semblance of a sitting or kneeling position she can given the state that she's in and just sort of be over a renial right right now and just kind of join this troop of people who are gravely worried. Harry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I tried. I'm sorry. And she just kind of frantically saying words that are, are part prayer, part apology, part like it's just they're just words tumbling out of her. They barely make sense. They're frantic. And at some point in the middle of that sort of frantic words, you see a flicker. I'll say Gilly probably first is your most most carefully attending, but then the dwarves and Tara as well. You see a flicker, the eyelids a bit. You see the hand of Arineal begin to sort of shift and move and just sort of stretch out. 
and Arenial, your eyes open and you see your fellowship around you. You are in terrible pain. That's There's actually, in some cases, numbness and a sort of eerie sense of it. Uh, but you are awake and you see everyone around you. And she just sort of grabs kind of at her her abdomen. Ah. Uh, Careful of what? the bolsters. Uh. Are, are we all... We're all here? Most of us, I, yeah. And... She'll kind of look down um, and kind of grab Gilly's hand. I can't imagine I'm only here because of your skill. Thought I lost you. I. I'm so sorry. I. I don't know what came over me that I just, I went after you. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hurt me. That was not you. I, and she just sort of kind of rolls her head and sees Tara sort of you. She's bloodied as hell. Like what? The arm is dangling. It is no longer connected to her shoulder. Tara's never looked worse. I thank you for being here. I always knew it would take more than an asshole to take you down. And she'll look over to Floyd and dag it. To take care of. Oh, the shadow. No. He got away. He could be coming back with more. I don't I don't know what he's up to, but we should probably leave the area. Uh Floyd, will you we should craft something to help carry a renial. She shouldn't be jostled. Uh, Floy, you you see this creaking pier, planks of wood. It's not ideal, but you, you can tell that it's not in particularly great shape. You can probably rip a few of those off and maybe make that in, into a little bit of a, a litter. And at this yeah, point, I, I would say that 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 green-blue light is no longer visible. It is completely gone from vision. I put together a little bench real quick, see if we can lie really on it. Yeah, uh, it doesn't, no, no role really necessary. The planks are already in place. It's really just ripping them up, which you're strong enough. And with Daggett or somebody else helping, you could easily do this. So yeah, you can definitely make this from this reclaimed wood of the of the pier into some kind of litter. Uh Taranith, your your wounds aren't 
making it difficult for you to walk. But yeah, you're right. Your arm has that terrible gash where you kind of caught the blade and then the, uh, like the, the back, your back is terribly sore, but your legs are, are free, incapable, uh, incapable of moving. Um, it is late. It is, is midnight. You're not that far from Tharbad, uh, even on foot. Uh, you're thinking two hour walk, maybe, uh, at most, if not less, uh, because you're, you're carrying a litter because, you know, you're on, uh, on what looks like the, you know, the side of the river and it is dark. Uh, but you could make it back. You'd still have a few hours. Like there's, I would say it again, it's around midnight. You still have, you know, five hours or so before sunrise. Uh, so you would, it's up to you all. I do not need assistance to make it back. So all of you can focus on getting a renewal, carrying her. I, I do not think I'll be able to help you carry her. It's fine. If you could lead the way back. I, I can do that. Come, Daggett, give me a hand. Daggett would uh, happily lend a hand. Uh, but he also uh, is not in his best condition. As he starts walking to you, he's got a bit of a limp now. That happened during the fight. Ah, uh, more or less. I rolled my ankle on the the run. I am sorry. No, nah, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. So the two dwarves take either side of this litter, helping Arineal. Taraneth, you get out in front. Gilly, I would imagine your lantern might be getting some use to help mm -hmm. kind of guide the way. The way back is not difficult. Uh, following the river takes you there without much issue. It does take a couple of hours. Um, there are no no difficulties when you you know you hear the occasional sound of like a, a bird flying overhead or the sound of a cry in the distance of something. Usually across the river on the south side, in the direction of where Swan Fleet is and everything. Uh, when you return to Tharbad though, it is still hours before sunrise. Uh, it is not, um, it is not yet daytime. Uh, Tara, you would know this, but the rest of you to a degree would also kind of be aware that in some ways, you know, coming, you know, going in through these outer districts, which is the most direct path in is, you know, could, you know, you're supposed to say away from the outer districts at dark. Uh, but at the same time, traveling all the way around to one of the causeways and to go up and through, uh, the, uh, one of the gatehouses, the guard houses would be, you know, a tedious waste of time and Arineal and others need rest. Uh, so, uh, what would you do? Would you just make a beeline for it or would you spend extra time trying to, to be careful, uh, and, and precise with how you reenter the city? Uh, for reasons that she will share later, uh, Tara is, is pretty comfortable just not being secretive. Okay. And just I think, uh, Floyd and Daggett were just planning on following Tara since she knows the land. Okay. So you start pushing into the outer districts and all of you 
have heard or maybe in some cases seen some of this. And they're fraught with ruin. You can see these old pillars. There's walls that have kind of laying in piles and and various fractures. Uh, everything's kind of overgrown with vegetation as well. There's these gnarled trees kind of sprouting up from abandoned plots of land. Branches are kind of swaying in this a surprisingly uh, cold breeze as if autumn has come early. Uh, occasionally, maybe the sound of like wings fluttering as birds are suddenly awakened and shifting from different tree branches kind of might provide some initial anxiety considering the Corbain, but when you look, you don't see giant flocks of anything. Uh, periodically, you do see a shadow move, which is a little unnerving. You hear the crunch of your footsteps. You see this kind of soft echo of a cry. These, these places are rumored to be haunted. There's stories of ghosts. Daggett, you had your own kind of strange encounter. At one point, I'll, turn, I'll give this to Gilly and Taraneth, probably. The two of you, you see a few, maybe two, three blocks away from where you're, where you're currently traveling atop this half-shattered column. You see this figure that's just watching you, and they're coated by this very kind of faint moon or starlight, and they're just kind of watching as you go until if you're staring at them, they just disappear. They just sort of fade. In the distance, as you look up, you can see the many candle lights of the Red Palace uh, kind of guiding your way. So even if you kind of get lost through some of the overgrowth and some of the buildings, you uh, you kind of know where you're going. And I'm just going to roll one quick check here. And you do manage to get to the inner portions of the city without having run into any any of the kind of patrolling guards, or maybe they're just kind of quieter at this time of night. Where would folks, where would we be heading? Uh, Titus says, if there's nowhere else to, that anyone specifically wants to go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, any other any other business before we get there? Or is that is that all? We, we're just going to get right there and kind of get a rest. Uh, the streets are very, very empty. You don't really see anybody around. Uh, it's all very kind of solid. You know, there's not much at all. Uh, I'd just like for Tara to have just a second chatting with Gilly on the way back. Okay, if that's yeah, okay. absolutely. Go for it. Um, so uh, as they're scouting on, on a relatively easy portion, Tara will kind of uh, turn to Gilly in, in a moment that she doesn't pay as much attention. Um, Reniel's right. We would not have made it without you. I thank you. If I hadn't said that I saw it, because none of you saw it, we wouldn't have even been in that fight. Reniel's dying because of me. It's not because of you. If we hadn't seen this light because of you, we would have come for another reason. Renia we will have say it faster and louder than I will every time, which is that we are here to fight the servants of the shadow. It is not because of you. It is because of what we owe to the world. It's because of me that we were unprepared. We could have scouted, we could have spent more time, but we went in 
we split the party. Do you think that two more, three more bodies for the Nazgul to kill would have made it less corruptive, less effective? Floyd and Daggett turned the tide of that fight. I almost died. So did you. Not because of you, really. It's... We live because of you. Thank you. I disagree, but thank you. And this is not the last I will have this conversation with you. And she tries to <laughs> slap your shoulder in a continual way and then kind of remembers her arm. <laughs> like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and in doing so, kind of like uh, disturbs Gilly enough that she remembers that she has the stab wound uh, in her abdomen and kind of makes her flinch a little bit. Uh, but she didn't deal with it yet because you guys were more important. So she just kind of puts a hand on it and she's waiting to get back to the to the inn so she can treat it. Just we'll say, wrap it up. We'll say one of the dwarves pushes the door to the bridge in open. Uh, it is, again, very dark. It's this point like three o'clock in the morning you see in the in the middle of the room uh, of the in the main room you see a very large uh Tim- timothy titus uh he is on the ground uh laying directly on the planks of wood uh and you hear him snoring something fierce uh when you walk past him the light of the lantern kind of shining in the room his eyes are like wide open and he's staring straight up at the ceiling uh, but he does not wake. He's got those giant ham hocks of, for hands uh, kind of sitting on either side of his body. And you, uh, you're you able, at this point, probably a Reniel to kind of hop off the litter and kind of climb up the stairs a bit. Uh, and you all retreat to, uh, to your rooms for some well-deserved rest, I would say. Uh, what are the room arrangements again? Is it Floyd and Daggett sharing one? Was that right? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm so. fine with that. Okay. And then Gilly and Arineal in another. And then Tara, I think, had her own because she had a pre-existing right. relationship with uh, with Titus. That's right. Okay. Gilly, you are in the room with Arineal. She's lying in bed. You can tell that she has already drifted off to sleep to some degree, unless there's something you wanted to do, Arineal. Uh, But Gilly, you start tending to your wound itself. You get your bandages out, do a little bit of a wash and... You're exhausted, absolutely yeah. exhausted. You kind of put the patch over top of it uh, and you lay down. And we have a very important role that we need to do as uh, Ashley is aware of this. Um, yeah. Because that blade uh, was, some, was, was poisoned. And so we need to actually, at the end of the day, roll for endurance loss. I'm going to do this out in the open so that you can see it. Uh, can you remind everyone what your current endurance total is, Gilly? Uh, I currently have four endurance. Okay. So what? the rules for poison are that it's at the end of the day, you roll for endurance loss. And at the start of the day, once it kind of becomes clear that there is something poisonous and infected about the wound, at the start of the day is when you do the heal roll to remove it. Uh, so... The other thing is that if you are reduced to zero endurance from uh, from poison, you also go into the dying condition. 
Yep. Uh, so we we did some we, we double checked this. We we went through this. Be careful with it. So I'm gonna roll this in the open, so that Gilly can uh, so that we can kind of get an idea of what's happening. So this is for everyone's gonna be able to see it. Ooh. Gilly, you you're laying down. Turn the lantern off. You hear the soft, I imagine like, she's not in bed. She's actually kind of hunched in a chair over a okay. renewal. Okay. You're you're hunched in your chair. You um your renewals there in front of you. Like do you maybe have the lantern kind of faintly lit then so you can still kind of keep an eye on her. Uh and your breathing is becoming a little erratic. Uh your wound is uh is aching. And that crackling ice sound becomes almost overwhelming uh, as it, again, maybe that's contributing to you being awake. Maybe it's not. But as the sound continues, your eyes occasionally drift, your head drops, it comes back up. And when it comes back up, the room is a little dimmer than it was moments before. And it's also very cold all of a sudden. So much so that we can see the breath from your mouth beginning to kind of expel. And there's weird shadows all throughout the room. And you can see that there is something moving about in the shadows. And your eyes are still having, you're still having that, that strange blurred vision. And suddenly it becomes clear. And you see Sorendir. As he's just sort of crouched down in a corner. He looks different, though. His skin is actually paler than it normally is. You can see that there's ice that has sort of formed at his joints, at his shoulders, at his elbows. You can see some kind of gristle kind of hanging down from his chin. And he is kind of moving a bit. And you notice that he is carving words into the walls of your room. You don't know what they're saying. You're not sure, but you recognize the lettering. You know it's not Elvish. At a certain point, almost instinctively, you, you, you don't even realize maybe you've been holding your breath and you kind of cough. And suddenly he turns like he didn't know you were there. Like, and he looks up at you. And you can tell he's got this twisted face as he stands. And he basically towers over you at this point. And he begins to slowly kind of creep up in your direction. And you hear his voice. And he just kind of screams out at a volume that should wake Arineal and anyone else in the end, really. And he just says, foolish hobbit. You're useless. You never should have come. You're a liability. We're always trying to save you. And now look what you've done. But there's something about his voice that's different. It's like raspy. And you see flecks of like grime and ice flicking out of it. And then he seems to kind of reach his arm over his head. And you see kind of forming from this, this fist. You see this spear, this icy spear. And he lunges down at you. And everything goes black. Gilly, what is going through your mind where where do we come back where are we so when you come back we're in brie 
specifically uh, in her parents' kitchen. And she's sitting at the dinner table and she's got both of her parents on either side of her and she's happy. She's back home. Uh, she loves returning home and telling her parents of, of the adventures that she's had with her friends and um, informing them of just what did she learn? What did she encounter? She's so excited. She's got uh, an appointment with Oswald Breaker tomorrow to inform him of everything that we've learned um, and to add to his collection um, of her adventures. And as she's sitting there, the hearth is warm and she's happy. And there's a knock on the door and suddenly there's Floy, Arenial, and Sorendir. Uh, they've been invited over for dinner and she's laughing as she's watching, uh, you know, Floy speak with her father and uh, poor Sorendir feeling uncomfortable and out of place uh, in this tiny home. And, um, but her heart is full and this is what she fights for, is to keep the darkness away from the hearth of her home, from her loved ones. And then surprisingly, there's another knock on her door and suddenly there's Daggett and he's amongst them. And he has this silly gemstone that he gave her, uh, that he presents again, that is from the great sweet grasses from when they defeated a dragon. And he sits down and he starts to regale this story to her father as he presents it to them as a new family heirloom that he discovered for them. Definitely not a proposal. Uh, and then from there, uh, there's another knock on the door. It's a little bit more hesitant, but it's Taraneth. And she's there with Marimbem and Talendel. And they get to sit with Arineal as Arineal's family comes to join us. And Gilly is just so terribly happy to have a large family because she's always wanted that, but she's never had any siblings. And since leaving the Shire, they've been a little bit more insulated than normal, but they're so happy of their Bree heritage because Bree folk know that they're simple folk. Uh, they enjoy a warm hearth and they enjoy their friends and family and that they know that's worth fighting for. So as this scene around your beautiful table, just food galore, decadent, we see, we see bottles of goat's milk everywhere. Floy, Daggett, singing, laughing. We see so Sorendir, actually, at some point, smiling. We see Terra and Arineal in full health, the glow back in their skin. But then, Gilly, you hear something. You hear that crackling come back. And it's at first, it's very faint. And you mm -hmm. kind of look over and you think maybe it's just somebody scraping a plate. Then it gets louder and you look over to the other side. You can't see it. You can't see where it's coming from. And louder to the point where whoever you were in conversation with, you were you and Daggett talking about this gemstone. You, you missed everything you said. And you, you ask him to repeat himself, but he starts talking. And more and more that crackling kind of comes into play. And your vision gets blurry once more. And you get very, very dizzy. And you collapse forward. Your head smashes into your plate. And we cut back immediately to the bridge inn, where it is not a plate that your head has crashed into, but a rineal. 
and it lands right on that wound that you just spent patching. Gilly, you are unconscious. Orineal, you burst awake in sudden pain, and you see Gilly is just like a rag doll over top of you. What do you do? Oh, what? Oh, ow. Gilly. Gilly. Gilly? And Irina will just sit up and kind of try to lift Gilly up to examine her because she didn't get a good look at her at all after. And when you look at her, you notice that she, you know, everyone's shirts have been closed and belongings have been torn um, from the battle. And although you've cleaned up a little bit, you all haven't done full cleaning. Uh, and so her, her kind of tunic, her blouse is, is ripped aside and you can see that there is a bandage over top of, of a wound. Not sure how much Arineal would remember of that wound, considering the state you were in in the battle. But you can see that there's a patch, but it was kind of hastily done. And when you look at your own, you can see yours has, has been very carefully applied. Uh, but hers, you can tell, it was it was quick. Like, like she had given much less attention to herself and her own health than she gave to yours. But as you peel it back, you get a terrible whiff. And you realize that the wound is seeping. And you can see this, this kind of strange discoloration. Not dissimilar from poison-tipped arrows of goblins or the poison-tipped blades of orcs. She's poisoned. And in all the commotion, all the time, and all the exhaustion, she didn't necessarily pick up on it. And when you when you see that, and you kind of hold her, she's ice cold. Ice cold. Almost supernaturally so. And she's also not breathing. And not well anyway. Very labored. And she too is 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 you try to shake her and wake her get some water from a basin in the room and put it on her face. None of it brings her back. She is drifting. And she needs immediate attention. Now, when I say immediate, I don't mean that you have to do this right this second. You have allies and friends in the hall. But you know that if something's not done, like the poison perhaps has reached her heart. It's kind of gotten into the bloodstream. And if you don't do something quickly to stem it, if you don't do something quickly, Gilly might not make it. Gilly, what, what, oh, you're always looking out for the rest of us and just, oh, just hold. And so she's going to just pick her up and it's just it's killing her own kind of wound, but she's going to kind of pick her up and, you know, kind of roll her, um, kind of on her back and she's just gonna um just kind of slam the door open and she's just gonna bang on the door for Floyd and Daggett and she's gonna bang on the door of Tara get up get up now get up all of you hear this on our feet I roll out of bed yeah I think that Daggett would have been like on edge anyways, 
not yeah. knowing what happened. So it wouldn't take much to wake him up. Uh, and he would just Jerk immediately up. burst out of the room uh, with his axe, just looking for anything. And you see, <laughs> probably in his nightshirt. You see, standing on the second floor landing, Arineal with with Gilly, almost like almost like a like a like a child. I know we've made that joke, but in this way, like the way you're holding her, and you can tell something's wrong immediately. As Gilly is not awake, her eyes are closed. You see the wound in her side is is kind of seeping some strange kind of sap colored uh, sap colored you know viscous fluid and you see a look of concern and terror in Arineal's face did she did she tell you she was poisoned did she tell you did you not tell me no she and uh tears running over and, and while she's saying no um, Jeff, this is a, a mechanic question. Uh, I have bomb uh, in my inventory. Is that at all helpful in this move? Yeah. So uh, mechanically, what's going to happen, just like with the renewal, a healing roll needs to be made. Uh, and on a success, she will, you know, she will no longer be dying. Uh, one person gets, you know, we're going to elect one person to roll it. If that's Terra, you would, you would basically get a plus one uh, on your healing roll. Uh, if anybody else has any other healing things, that's fine too. Gilly's is different. Gilly's got a, a, a magical item, the pearl. So that's a sort of like an automatic success. Yours is just an extra D6. So that's what the bomb would give you uh, if okay. you are the one that, that rolls it. Um, so what, what we're going to do is one person's going to make the roll. Others can support. I'm totally fine with that. And you can guys can describe how you want to do it. And so, and that's, and then we're going to let the dice fall where they may. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I, I don't know an in-game way to share this because I, it just joined the party. I've got two pips in here. Um, I don't know what other people, like if that. I've got zero, so you're doing better than I am. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Arineal, Arineal has three. You should do it then. Can I okay. give my, uh, thing to Arineal for the Yeah, sense? so, so just mechanically, not, not really, you're not supposed to exchange, but you are supporting her, so she's going to still get the bonus die from your assistant. Okay, so sweet. It works the same. Sweet. Um, and Floyd Daggett, I'm going to give you the same option. I know that you guys are not great at healing, uh, but I do, and, and so the way I like to think of it is I think in Harton, like speaking to someone when they're on, on the verge or on edge, you might they might hear you, you might help them. So if you want to say something, and then, you know, and if you have like in Harton, we can potentially give some more support to Arineal, but otherwise Arineal will be the one to roll. Here, hand her over to me. I'll bring her over to a bed, set her down. Come on, Gilly. All we've been through. It's not your time, it's... Gilly, I... I don't have much family... I don't want to lose a sister. Pull through. All right, Arineal. You can... You're using your friends, so you're getting bonus die from them. Uh, you, If you have any other resources that you want to tap into, items or obviously audience dice, you're welcome to tap into those. But then otherwise, 
when you're ready to roll, please do. So I am going to use audience dice for favored. Makes sense. So I'm rolling this at favored. Um, and so I'm rolling 66 and then uh, my feet dice are favored. Yes. Okay. Give it a roll. Target number 14, I think, for her. This will be a extraordinary success. Got oh two goodness. sixes. It is a touch and go hour as the dwarves are kind of right at the edge of Gilly's bed. Tara, you're lingering kind of over over Arinial's shoulder, helping the two of you know healing. Uh, and the dwarves are just there trying to to lend support. But the two of you know healing. And you are going through your poultices, you're going through your herbs, you're going even into gillies. Maybe even once or twice you you even look to the pearl, but you have it doesn't react to you. And you do everything you can to essentially kind of carve away the rune, sort of seep some of the poison that was left inside. And you're filling her with, with fluids. You're keeping her warm. Floyd and Daggett are like running downstairs, waking up Titus. We're coming back with extra blankets. And you can see he's even standing in the doorway, afraid to come inside. But he liked Gilly. And he's just kind of looking over. And, you know, he's, he's very, very concerned. And then... Through the window to the east, sun starts to rise up over the, the misty mountains. We see the light begin to wash over the outer districts of Tharbad, the ruins over the keep. And then a little bit into the into the room that you're all in. And with it, we see Gilly's eyes open. Gilly, you see all your friends huddled around you. You see Titus kind of lurking in the hallway. And you feel great pain, uh, obviously, and disorientation in the memory of Sorendir's that, that moment, that vision, that harkened back to your time when the two of you were, were trapped in this cell in the depths of Othrangul. But you are awake. What do you do? Gilly. And, and Orineal doesn't do as much healing as Gilly does. And Orineal just immediately seeing Gilly's eyes open is just going to like just burst into tears and hug you really tight which is probably very painful for both of us uh, oh, why are you out of bed uh, you should be resting you did not tell us you were poisoned we cannot help you if you don't I, tell I was, us I, I didn't know I was just I was just stabbed if you if you hadn't been, if you hadn't been sitting on my bed, I wouldn't have known. I'm, I'm, and like Gilly stops and is is Sorendir here? I I saw him. I, I don't think so. We we have to go back for him. He's not well, Orinial. I, I know, 
And you have to get back into bed. Doctor's orders. Please lay down. I, I, your wound is so much worse than mine. You here? You I'll, I'll. And Gilly scooches over and she pats the bed and she's like, "Just, just lay down." Uh, while this is happening, Tara has kind of stepped back to give them room and given and is giving Daggett and Floy meaningful looks to <laughs> go over. <laughs> Hoping that they pick up on what she's saying wordlessly. Uh, yeah, this is our room, guys. <laughs> you can you can stay in mine. That's you know, there's no difference, right? But, sure, yeah. Plus, you guys should sleep on the other bed or something. And I'm I'm glad you're okay, Floyd. Daggett. Same Gilly. Daggett. Sorry, go ahead. Daggett would have uh, tears welling up in his eyes, but he's trying to like uh, hold them back to keep the, the dwarven confidence going. And uh, he'd let out a little laugh. <laughs> I, I on the back. Didn't even, wasn't even worried. You're, you're as tough as stone. You've got the heart of a dwarf in you. Look at that, Daggett. Your sister's okay. Oh, what? What? And at that, Gilly smiles. Sister? I could... I've always wanted a brother. But... Uh, and... She's breathing still a little difficult. Uh, and so she just kind of, like, settles back down. And if Ferenio's laying next to her, she's, like, got her head kind of tucked on her shoulder that's not injured. So this this beautiful moment is is interrupted by the sound of something dragging on the floor. And Tara, you you look behind you because you're probably the closest to the door I, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I was trying to leave quietly. Yeah. <laughs> and you see that there is uh there is Titus who has been dragging like a mattress along uh along the you know the the, the second floor level. And he's like, Tara, grab it, quick, grab it. And so the two of you like bring oh, this okay. this mattress. It's like this this sort of it's, it's you know kind of cushion it drops on the floor. And it's like, now all you can be together. Okay. Uh, rest. I'll get breakfast. Go, 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 go. And then like violently slams the door ah. from the outside in, leaving the five of you in the room together. Uh, Tara's gonna turn and look very apologetically at all four of them. Arineal sort of makes eye contact with Tara and she kind of looks down at, you know, kind of Gilly um, kind of resting on her shoulder and she just Ari and Tara have shared moments together in the past and so Arineal just sort of kind of winks at her that she would were she not wounded and had an almost dead friend at her side she would give her a hug but for now get some rest okay, guys yeah, we'll return, return the smile and and uh 
maybe using the excuse of the of the severed arm, but but either way, staying sort of closer to the door and and trying as much as possible to let the four of them have their moment. <laughs> I'm feeling very fifth wheel about this whole thing. <laughs> so. We'll go ahead and we'll sort of fade down from that scene as we are now. No one's in danger of dying currently. Wounded, yes, but no one's no no one is no longer on the dying condition. I think we should fade out of that. Let's take a breath. Uh, let's take a little break and I've do our giveaway. Like as that was into, yeah, I told you it was going to be. I told you it was going to be rough. I warned you. So I, I warned you. much danger. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, really I didn't need to start taking you seriously, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I warned Ashley because I wanted her to know about the poison stuff. I, I warned Ashley that this was coming, but I was kind of leaving it, you know, for a surprise. But this is that we played it. We played it the way it's written. Uh, so okay, let's take let's breathe uh, and let's do a little giveaway. Uh, and this is a good cutting, uh, cutting off. And then we'll, re- we'll rejoin. We've got some other things we're going to do uh, in the session as well, because we have some big news. What are we going to do with uh, with Gerdau? You know, what are we going to do with this news of the Nazgul? And we're probably going to do a fellowship phase. So let's go ahead and do a giveaway first. So uh, we are, we are again, again, if you didn't catch us at the very beginning, uh, I've already dropped the link in the chat, but we are doing a giveaway from Beetle and Grimm's, a Game Master's journal. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a wonderful little tool for for those who are uh, game masters or who are even just world builders. Uh, so for making prep notes, doing your world building, building NPCs, encounters, and there's even a section in there uh, with some tips and advice on how to do safety tools uh, that uh, our very own MyTray contributed to. So uh, so awesome. Uh, what we're gonna do, like we do always, is we are going to drop a little uh, a little in a second. I'm gonna tell you what the the keyword is, and those of you who wish to participate in the giveaway. We'll then drop that keyword into the chat, uh, and we will go from there. So, I need from you all. What do you What do you all think, players? What do you think should the keyword be tonight? What are we thinking? I think the keyword should be Terra. Yeah, because we've done all of the other ones. I think too, right, Ebony? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think all that right. makes sense. Wait, have so, we actually done this one? Because I'd feel really jerky. <laughs> we have. No, we have. We have. We've done yeah. everybody. It's because yep. uh, we we've okay. done a lot of giveaways. Uh, we've we've had some. Uh, we've had so much uh, so much generosity from uh, from North Foundry. We've done a lot of giveaways from North Foundry for dice and some some uh, some gift certificates. And we've even done some giveaways uh, from Free League as well, uh, who were very generous during our, our episode fifty to give us some some goodies. Uh, so no, it's it's uh, not at all. It's it's great. So. Uh, let me go ahead. It's going to be hashtag Terra, T-A-R-A, hashtag Terra. Uh, so if you would like to participate and potentially get a, a beautiful, beautiful journal uh, from Beetle and Grimm's, go ahead and drop hashtag Terra in the chat right now. We'll leave it open for a minute and let everyone kind of throw it in there. And I'm going to check in with the players while this is happening. Y'all okay? It's so beautiful, guys. Sorry, just uh, okay. real quick about the day. It's just so beautiful. Like, it's this really cool, like, cork cover. And the pages are so good. It's just, it's It is nice. awesome. The cover is really cool. I saw it was cork. I'm like, that's that's not, I, I thought it was like, when I first saw it, I thought it was like a, a painted effect. But it is, it is actual cork. It's a cork cover. It's, it's very cool. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I came in today thinking Riddle's going to die. But then, like, 180 into Gilly. Yeah, Gilly. Having- I, I forgot she was poison. 
Yeah. Behind the scenes, oh I was gosh. not worried about Arineal dying. I, I, I like I said to I said this to Gilly because I knew Gilly was going to be the one doing the role, and I and I wanted her to be aware of of how I was going to rule. Uh, but we've we've got precedent both from our own game and from Lord of the Rings uh, that a a wound from a Morgul blade is not just any old wound. Uh, and while a single success, the magical success, would probably keep her alive, it would basically just keep her alive in the way that Elise Briarcleave was alive, or the way that Frodo was alive after he suffered his wound on Weathertop. Right. So extra successes would have been necessary in order to get Arineal kind of back up to functional shape. Otherwise, we would have had a whole side quest for you all heading to like Rivendell and with a with a ticking clock uh, before Arineal turns into a wraith or something like that. Uh, I'm going to give another 20 seconds or so. Uh, how you doing, Melissa? You doing okay? You all right? That was, I was like... And even if I like the idea of a renal dying was nowhere near as concerning as the idea of Gilly dying. Yeah. I know because you had the role, right? I figured you were so nervous because you, you it was all on you and your roles lately have been terrible. They've like, been so other awful. games have been so bad. I was really worried about Ashley. Yeah. Well, and like, thank oh, goodness God. I rolled so many dice because yeah. like it, with the exception of the sixes, everything else was, was super, super low. So... And you're not mm. wrong. So the way it was set up, I was going to, but because she fell right, because it's actually because because actually you moving that seat made it a little. I think it made it. It gave you more time. Yeah. Like otherwise, yeah. it was oh, okay. possible. Didn't get you until yeah. like the very end, and she had to just do like a quick thing, like a like like the no time, no time, and so that might have might have kind of reduced. And the I wasn't of even thinking about that. I was just thinking of like. Gilly's friend is injured. Where would she be? Probably hovering <laughs> obsessively. <laughs> I think it was great. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go ahead and give this a roll. Thank you for everyone who entered. Uh, here it goes. Uh, and ooh, let's see, roll. There we go. Uh, Eric. Eric <laughs> <from> <laughs> <Northern> <laughs> awesome. That's uh, awesome. Eric knows Roger. Yeah, man, you're getting. Uh, it's 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 finally time for us to give you something, <laughs> right? You give us stuff all the time. So you're getting. Uh, you're gonna get that. Uh, most of all, I'll reach out to you. We'll we'll walk you through how it works. Uh, but uh, awesome, man. That's great. Woo. Uh, so thank you to, uh, to Beetle and Grimms, uh, for, for supplying these codes. Thank you to my for, uh, for giving us the hookup. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And you know, you know how it is. We're going to have some, some more giveaways as we go. Uh, and, uh, as we kind of weave our way in the kind of final, I think we're in the final third of the campaign, final act or so. So, uh, as we kind of weave down over the next couple dozen episodes, uh, all right, everyone good. Are we ready to dive back in? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. We have taken a deep breath. <laughs> okay. That was a great Can I just make away. one comment before we dive in? Of course. Uh, with regards to safety tools, because that was the part that I worked on. Yes. What you all just saw was a check-in. It's not more complicated than that. It's, it's just that. It's just giving people a second to breathe after some intensity and just being like, yo, how's everyone doing? <laughs> so I, I just want to make that comment because I think people think it's a lot more complicated and complex than than that, but it's not. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then yep. I know that with lines and veils as well, when it comes to safety tools, Steven's really, really good about using them, uh, both in Forbidden Lands and in our darkest, uh, yeah, like, we did, we did like Darkest House too, I think at one point. Or no, it was uh, Haunted West. Haunted West, you kind Haunted of checked into yes. as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but we also did that for Darkest House. We covered, yeah. is there mm -hmm. any topics that yeah. are, don't touch? That one got even darker. So no, I had to be really sure bad. on that one. 
I know Stephen <laughs> and I have actually talked about the Terra Daggett like initial sort of like heavy contention and just kind of making sure we're whole. So I really value that conversation, Stephen. Fantastic. Okay, enough praising of Stephen. <laughs> we can keep going. Let's pull back a minute. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> Let's get back as hours have passed. Uh, and you all have finally got some rest. Uh, we're going to put it at, at probably midday, we'll say, when you all eventually uh, come back. Uh, and so we're going to be able to do a rest. Uh, however, some of you are wounded. Uh, so you won't be taking, I think you take half, or you take, is it, your, is it half or is it your strength? Does anyone know? Yeah, it's I mean, half if you're wounded, I believe. Yeah, so we're, we're doing a short, uh, or, excuse me, we're doing a prolonged rest. We're treating this like uh, you're sleeping. Uh, so if you are not wounded, you get all your endurance back. If you are wounded, so I know Arineal's wounded, Taraneth's wounded. Gilly, did you take a wound? I can't remember if you took specifically I didn't take a wound. A wound. I was just poisoned. You were just poisoned. Okay. So yeah. Arineal and Taraneth, you will only recover your strength score. And in endurance. So you look at the bigger number, like your strength if score. You, not if the you do prolonged in okay. foundry, it'll automatically do it. Yeah, it there is a down the wound tick. Yeah. Pretty nice. So there is a button for that. That is useful. Okay. Where can I see that? Uh, so under your endurance, if you hit prolonged wrist. Got uh, it. Thank scroll you. Scroll down midway. Perfect. Okay. We Thank have you. fellowship points that I could convert to hope. Uh who's tracking that? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, we should have... It resets one, every two, session, three, right? Four, five. We should have mm-hmm. six. Start of every session, yeah. I don't think anyone used any for any... Yeah, no, no one we used anything. No. Y'all mind if I take two? Go for it. Go for it. You I would take also two, like I will. take... Or however many How much do you need? I need two uh, I have to max out. right now. Also, don't forget, we're getting more now because we have a bigger party. We have, we now have Terraneth, so we should have... Yeah, we should so have we get plus five one and to what we used plus to. one from me. Yeah, for your for Extra. your yeah, yeah. So we should have six total to yeah. start a session. I'll take one. Okay. Well, we could. Perennial Terraneth, do you need them? Yeah, I don't. Because so I was actually full you, on hope, and then I couldn't okay. spend hope. So I am full on hope. I'm pretty sure I, I didn't spend any. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. I so have we're gonna... my art of smoking so i get um i get whenever i regain one or more points of hope i recover one additional point of hope i wouldn't uh, recommend you smoking with that wound you've got <laughs> it really uh, calms you down patron <laughs> uh patron is a question chat patron is uh is, is lady ortolos of uh of uh forlond is technically still they're they're still um they're still considering themselves on the quest to that that she kind of gave them long ago, a uh, year ago at this point. So we, we still have Lady Ortolis. So which is a lot like I think was like a lot like Gandalf's where like they can use their fellowship to help out in a like a sorcery test or not a sorcery test, a shadow test. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's help, help, helping for protection favored. of shadow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Yep. OK, so we're going to say hours pass. You wake up midday. You, you hear the sounds of voices as the tavern is underway. You smell the sound, you smell the, the wonderful uh, food wafting through the air. But all of you are awake. You're feeling better. Some of you are still very wounded, of course, uh, and probably are like Arineal, especially. You're in no shape for a fight. Uh, 
Uh, Taraneth, you are, you also have a very significant wound, uh, but you are alive. You are in the bridge in, it is midday. What do you want to do? So I know we want to do a fellowship phase, but I wasn't sure if we wanted to just dive right into that or if there was something that you wanted to do to tie a bow or to sort of, if, if you wanted to see Gurnow, or if there was something you were going to do, because I know we had talked before tracking the ship that you wanted to do something, come back and then use what you did as like leverage or something. I wasn't sure how, how you guys wanted to play that. So you tell me. Yeah, so before the fellowship phase, we can't really continue that sort of story during it. So it makes sense to do before. Right. So yeah, I would say that you either you either take the extra time, like the fellowship phase is going to be however long you guys want, you guys can determine it, uh, how long you just want to hang out. Um, but I would say just mechanically because a lot of the fellowship phase and the wounds and other things and the weariness and this and that. So it's probably either we do it before or after I would say. Yeah. Uh, I actually have something I, I'd like to share with the party that may impact this decision. Um, so is that something that we can do outside of the fellowship phase? Like just having a, a conversation with, with folks right now? Yeah, you can do it right now. We, we haven't started the fellowship phase yet. So assume everyone's just woken up. Maybe you've gotten some food in your bellies uh, and you're recuperating. So go right ahead. Okay. Um, so a uh, terrible, uh, first of all, kind of look around to make sure no one's listening. And, you know, when she's um, kind of satisfied that, 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 that she's not being listened in on. Um, uh, she sort of launches into this. She's like, I, I, I need to ask if I can accompany on your on your journeys going forward because I, I, I was here for months before you showed up, and and I needed to be on Gurnow's good side to be able to do anything and without getting thrown in the stockade. And quickly establishing loyalty with the people in charge is one of the things I am best at. So it was not difficult for me to do. And um, as I said before, it is not about credit so I do not care under whose banner I fight under. As long as I'm on the side of the fight. But now you are here. And um, it has been some time since I've had help. And uh, before it was the occasional warg, the occasional band of marauders that may have been goblins on the road and, and things I, I could reasonably deal with myself but this is I think we can all agree this is far beyond just cleaning up uh, messes along that spot along the countryside so, 
if you will allow me to accompany to accompany you, we can do whatever we need to under cover of night here. If you do not want to see Gurnau's blessing, if if I can accompany you, then I can promise you that I will help you do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. However, if you will not allow me to accompany you, then I may be hamstrung in how much I can help you do under cover of night. Because so what I you're saying to is... stay here and help these people further. Then you're not Gertrude's p- puppet. No. I work with Gurnau because I have to. Well, we're going to be in the city for a while, so you're going to be around whether we like it or not. And if Radial's okay with it, it's fine with me. Of course I'm okay with it. Tara, you've seen now what we are, what we spoke of, and what we have ahead of us. And we're we're here and we're traveling so that we can add more to our fight. If you saw what happened and are still willing to fight with us and risk death with us, of course we will have you. I am not just willing. I I, I do not know how, how else to, to share my uh, enthusiasm feels like the wrong word, but <laughs> I am glad I am not in this fight alone. I, I never thought I was, but it, it it is different to know something in your heart and to see it to be true with your eyes. Well, Tara, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like you. But... Last night you proved you'd be willing to die for a friend. We're going to be in town for a while. You help us free those dwarves, and I don't see why you can't become a friend. I will help you free those dwarves, and we will do it in whatever way you all see. Right. Then let's go have a chat with a girl now. All right, is everyone going? Irene on Gilly? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, if everyone's going, I, uh, you, you, you move over, you kind of leave the, the bridge in, get a check-in from Titus, who is a very subdued Titus. So instead of being four inches in your face, he's probably about seven inches away from your face. And instead of being at a 12, he's probably at an 11 and a half. Uh, but he checks in on you, Gilly, and you can tell he was extraordinarily concerned. Are you all right? Could I get you anything else? Uh, no, I'm I'm fine. Thank you, Titus. And she'll actually reach out to give him a hug because he's so worried about her. And then Thank you so much. Giant swollen hand. He just sort of like pats you on the head uh, because he's so much bigger than you. He just sort of <laughs> reaches down and sort of pats you on the head. Okay, okay, okay. I'll clean up the sheets and before you give it fresh ones. Uh, anything you want special for dear? Uh, your stew is deli- whatever you think is delicious. Stew, okay. 
And he turns around. Oh, you stop eating. Every one of you, put it down. I'll make sure there's plenty for you later. <laughs> thank, thank you, Titus. So, Titus, uh, <laughs> we're going to be speaking to Gurn now. Anything you got on him? Something we can leverage? Um, God on him. Uh, what do you mean, God on him? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, something that can get under his skin or get his favor, but we're going to be here a while. He, uh, he likes uh, wealth. He likes power. Uh, he's, uh, he, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want it to go away. And, uh, yeah. bribery works. Bribery works. Oh, I thought so. Thanks, Titus. Okay. Okay. I, um, I saw, put that, oh, put it down. And you see, like, there's this guy over there who's just bringing a spoon up to his mouth. And he slowly puts it down as Titus stomps <laughs> over towards him. And we'll say that you guys head over to the to the Red Palace. It's with Terra in tow. It's not actually hard at all to get an audience with Gurnow. Uh, otherwise, it would have been difficult for the rest of you to do this to yourself, do this on your own. Um, you are given some looks, actually, as you are moving through the streets and Going up the steps, the flanking statues of Isildur uh, and uh, the other one. Oh, my God. I just completely blamed. I just, uh, oh, my God. Elendil and Isildur. My bad. Uh, as you see, uh, as you see, as you kind of start walking up the stairs, uh, but you can see some of them kind of giving you looks as you, you do, you are a, you're not looking good. So Arineal, Taraneth, limping, moving with great wounds and bandages. Gilly as well. Uh, Floy, Daggett, you guys are mostly okay. Uh, I think I still have black eyes from the bar fight yesterday, right? That is that <laughs> yeah, is fair. You do. <laughs> that is fair. Oh no. <laughs> so you you head on in uh into that kind of familiar uh for for Tara and Ari and uh and Gilly, you've all been here before, but Floyd and Daggett, you haven't. Uh you kind of go through the the first floor, you can see there's all all sorts of statues and, and art and stuff that has been over time like vandalized in various ways or, or ruined by flood. You kind of go up a, a level to the second floor. It's not as loud as when you were here last uh, as it is not nighttime and there isn't like this big family gathering. But you do see there are people here uh, as it looks to be less of a less of a celebration and more of a meeting as Tara you're probably up ahead. Uh, of the group kind of lead them in. You notice, you recognize a few people. Uh, you can see on the far end over by where there's that elevated dais. You can see sitting uh, in a chair, uh, like a throne almost. Uh, you can see Master Gurnow himself. Uh, a few steps to the side, a second chair has been has been placed there as well. And you can see Lady Stock, uh, who is the woman that Gilly and Arineal spied at one point moving around the upper balcony of the third floor. Her hair is very, very high and, you know, done up very, very high to the point where it kind of gives her almost like a foot extra in height. Uh, and she's kind of there. That is Gurnau's wife. Is, that is Gurnau's that, wife. Yeah. Who right. doesn't like rangers, right? Who does not or like rangers or brief folk or does not or like this. Not, not, not of its brief folk. Yeah. You don't know her, yeah. The whole brief folk. Yeah. They're just, uh, they're, they're, they're she, they're she thinks they're hicks. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're basically like they're hicks. Uh, but nobody can hate a dwarf, and that's the important part. As far as you know, there's not any specific hatred towards dwarves. Uh, 
But in addition to the two of them, you can see that there's a handful of folks that are in uh, in that sort of bandit gear, uh, guard gear. It looks more leather-like armor and such here and there. Um, two faces you recognize amongst this Terra. One you recognize, Daggett, as you see Tharnow, uh, the man who actually provided those black eyes, uh, is there as well. Uh, another Terraneth you would recognize as Murdoch, uh, who is uh, who is one of his other sons. Uh, and I think you all have heard some stories that Tharnow specifically is trying to tend to the issues with the orcs that are amassing yeah. under Aglor the Unbroken. And Murdoch is trying to do something about the Dunlending raiders that have been harassing merchants along the Southern Road. Uh, and so they seem to be having a meeting. Uh, but uh, one of these guards who's kind of been sort of leading you in, he kind of clears his throat and he's like, begging your pardon, Master Gurnow. Uh, the Lady Terraneth is here with her um, fellowship. Uh, they uh, seek an audience of most import. And uh, he kind of looks down. He's like, send them in. What is it, Terra? Uh, we are very busy right now. Uh, much, much trouble afoot on the southern side of the city. That is actually what we are here to speak about. And and you all hear Terra's voice take on this slightly more formal tone of like debriefing her general kind of thing. <laughs> and uh uh th that is actually what we are we are here about. Uh we want to help clean up some of the trouble with both Aglar the Unbroken and the harassment of the traders and, and the merchants trying to uh, do work with our fair city. Uh, what we also feel is, is related and uh, we would like to uh, see, seek a bargain for is uh, the dwarven workmen that you currently have uh, working on re is it rebuilding the bridge? Is that yeah? What it was? That was the contract they were supposed to rebuild okay. the bridge. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so want want to well, basically, the what's being said is I'm gonna offer my services to clean up all this shit. And in return, you will, you will set these, you will, you will reevaluate what you're doing with these doors. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So two things are going to happen. Uh, first, that sounds like the perfect moment to ask for a courtesy roll to precede the council that we're about to do. And I think since Tara is the one doing the speaking, she'll roll the she'll roll the courtesy rolls. So Tara, go ahead and roll courtesy. It's under heart. Uh, the rest of you. Um, you don't have to do this. Choose this only if you th if you think your character would do it. Like Tara just threw some some stuff out there, uh, and there are people in this room. If you're the type of person who would be sort of studying body language reactions, if you would like to do something like that, you can roll an insight uh, as you're kind of looking around the room to give you a, a moment to kind of maybe give you hints as what might might be to come. I'm trying to hit my hard score. Is that right? Yeah, so you need a yes. 
13. 13 is your target number. And we have audience dice if you want to take five to make it favored. I or actually audience rolled dice a for 15 straight. So I, I... Oh, nice. Okay. You're good to go. All right. We'll go over the, the rules of the council in a sec. Uh, just nice. introduce that. But let's just do this. Resolve those insight rolls. Anyone roll an insight roll? And is there anyone in particular that you were kind of keeping an eye on as you come in here? I uh, did insight. Um, okay. And I, as I was looking around the room, the runes on my stone necklace started to light up a little bit. And I'm taking a magic success. Um, so that means I got one success on this roll. <laughs> okay. Is there uh, specifically, I'd like to be looking at Garnow, but also Tharnow. Okay. Uh, so I would say with with one success, uh, I'll say with Garnow. Just Garnow then. Garnow. Uh, well, yeah, with Garnow, you're you know he's looking at Terra. Uh, the you notice I would say probably. Probably two things about his reaction. There's the the ever so slight wince uh, when he mentions like freeing the dwarves, and like this hesitation as he kind of quickly looks over towards his wife when he's when 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 she says that. But it's like it's it's so momentary. It's and so it's so quick. You almost missed it. Um, and then uh, yeah, he kind of when when sort of the volunt like the the volunteering of of Tara to kind of help with this kind of stuff. You also kind of saw his eyes kind of look down to his sons and there's a hint of disappointment there. Uh, did anybody else uh, roll an insight and who would you, Gilly, and who are you focusing your eyes on? The wife. Uh, and um, I got a great success. Okay. So great success. I'll tell you a few things. First of all, she is staring absolute daggers at Arineal and Tara. Like she, she is just... You can tell there's something about the two of them, whatever it is, that there's you were you were poisoned last night, but there's plenty of venom in the eyes as she kind of looks down uh, the dais at the two of you. Um, however, you do notice that as as Daggett, maybe you kind of get get a faint glow of his little runes on his neck as it kind of starts to glow. You see her eyes kind of light up at this point as she stares down at the dwarves who are decked out. Uh, a few, especially Floy, and some pretty impressive-looking gear and treasures and, and such. Anybody else do an insight check? Uh, Arineal had also done one. Uh, it was also on the wife uh, and also got a great success. Okay. Uh, so in terms of new things to tell you, um, I, I would say that she seems... She does not, at no point has she kind of spared time towards her children. She seems very kind of distant. And you can even see the way that the seats are aligned on this dais, uh, that they, they are separate. Uh, she does not look lovingly at either her husband or her two elder sons. Uh, the older son, the one that Daggett got in a fight with, is probably late 30s or so. And then the younger one is probably like in his like early 20s or something, probably around your age or anil. Um, they're both, you know, probably about 10 to 12 years apart, but at no point does she kind of look at them. You don't get the sense that that she seems the type of person to be particularly swayed by uh, by kindness and love. It's more kind of cold, hard cash kind of deal. 
and then Floyd, did you do anything? No, I have no insight. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate that. Okay, so Tara, you already kind of threw out the idea that you want to that you're offering to help, and you're and in in return you want. So I just want clarification on this, and everyone can chime in. Do you want release of the dwarves from the pillories or release of the dwarves from their contract? That will determine the difficulty of the council. That's a great question. Uh, and not know one, those I think I can answer that. What does everybody think? The contract. Yeah, we need okay. them out because we want yeah. them as, in our party. Okay. As long as that gets them out of the pillory as well. You know, the pillories come with the doors. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have to walk around them. I don't trust you, Jeff. You might say, like, all the ones on the island get to go free, but those two hanging okay. out stay. Because you have specifically offered to help them with something, uh, and you want them uh, to exchange. Because of that, I'm going to set this at a bold request. Uh, had it been just a pillory, it would have been a reasonable quest. So it's going to be a resistance to six. Uh, and, okay, so the resistance is six, and then you passed your... Uh, you passed your courtesy check, uh, which I means so let's set the timer then. Uh, so if you passed, uh, that means the time limit is equal to the resistance plus one for each success. Did you get any sixes on your D sixes? I did not. Oh. Okay. So both resistance and timer is six. So what this means, uh, Tara, is that we're going to basically engage in conversation again. People can, whenever they want, you can choose to participate. You can choose to be quiet. It's up to you. But whenever you want, someone's going to speak, going to make a case, try to help convince him or somehow try to sway the other people in the room to help maybe sway, however you want to play it. Uh, and every time you get a success, you kind of count down the resistance. And once that gets to zero, you're you're cool. You The council wins. You get what you want. If, however, uh, the time limit runs out, meaning each, each number of rolls you can make basically before the resistance and you fail. Uh, and there's different levels of failure. So uh, we'll cover that if it's necessary. Um, I'm going to tell you that uh, Arineal and Terra, uh, actually Arineal only, you're Arineal and Gilly, I'm sorry, Arineal and Gilly, yeah, Your roles negative. are going to be ill-favored actually because okay. uh, Lady Stock is at court. Terra... Sure, sure. Yours normally would because of your ranger status, but because yeah. Gurno does have a soft spot for you, that's going to cancel out, and so you can roll normal. Okay. So uh, now let's get back in. And so he kind of looks down at you. His eyebrows are raised, and he says, you want me to release them from the contracts after they so clearly and so blatantly broke that promise it is a very difficult ask of me Terra. even if you offer such a interesting trade i'm curious why these dwarves mean anything to you they were they were in trouble for several days and I did not see you say anything in their defense until these folk arrived. And so, at this point, 
floor is open to anybody who wants to chime in to make the argument, work the council, make a roll, tell me what you want to do, that kind of thing. I'd I'm like going to, to see if Daggett or Floyd I have anything to say before Tara speaks up. Of course. After he says these folk, I'll introduce myself. I am Floyd of the Blue Mountains from Gladrock. And I procure a small lock chest, hand it over to one of their servants. Please bring this up to him. So the guy who announced you is a guard, not a servant. He takes it. I'm not a servant. It's fine. I'm fine. J- J- oh. And he kind of looks at it now. And he's like, hey, Mr. Gunner, this looks pretty nice. And they, uh, yes, Rin. And bring it to me. It is a gift for the captain of the haven. For me, not for you. Oh, right, right, of course. And he starts kind of stumbling over himself and kind of hands it up. He takes it. The guy takes a look at it. As, so what does he yeah, see, he, Floyd? Yeah, as he opens it, as you can see, the finest gems and accessories from Gladrock, my old family crafted. You see amulets, nice cut rubies, diamonds for you and your lovely wife. Okay, so uh, he takes a look at it. His eyes go wide. And you almost see like the shine of all the different colored gems are kind of reflected off of some of the candlelight behind them into his into his face. And you see for the first time, Lady Stock is sort of like leaning over and coming fairly close to him at this point. And he kind of looks like, oh, uh, of course, my dear, take a, a gift from these doors. A far more respectable pair of doors than we seem to have recently acquired. And she looks down. These are nice indeed. Yes, they are. How interesting. Of the Blue Mountains, you say? Yes. Is there a you know particular family that you hail from? The Oi family. The Oi family? Hmm. Not heard of that name before. Are you uh, well thought of amongst the dwarf halls? Oh, yes, we are quite a wealthy family there. Are you? Uh, she kind of leans forward. How wealthy? Well, we only control most of the gem crafting. Okay. Her eyes, like, it, if she was a less respectable woman, she would be drooling right now, but she is not <laughs> because she's very respectable. Floyd, go ahead and roll your. Uh, this sounds to me. Yeah, well, actually, you can tell me what you think this is. It sounds to me like persuade. Um, uh, awe, awe I was going for awe. Be like, have uh, actually persuade is fine. I was going to add just like have this be what could be of a, a partnership that we form here. I'll, I'll take an awe because I think awe is more like raw, like 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 you're you're impressing them with like your raw physical because it's under the strength tree. I've always kind of, but no, I think all mm. makes sense if that's okay. what you're, you're. Yeah, that's fine, and you can get it at favored as nice. you did learn from Titus that bribery works very well, and so since you are in fact bribing them, uh, go right ahead. Got a seventeen great success. Great success. So you got two successes. Okay. Um, okay. She takes them into her lap. She starts pulling these gems out. I don't know how Daggett feels about this. And she's kind of holding them up to the light of the candle, kind of checking their clarity. 
Uh, indeed, indeed. Well, we have much use for gems, but we also have use for investments. We as is a very centralized city within within our land. We are at a crossroads. Yes, there are ways to the elves and the shadows of the misty mountains, but we hold the door to Gondor. We connect, and she kind of looks over at Gilly with a sneer, to the Bree lands as well. I would think that an influential dwarf such as yourself from a very wealthy family with clearly a fine business acumen could see a wonderful investment opportunity. Tharbad would flourish. Think of the trade routes that we could establish for you and yours. As you got her on the hook. Okay. Who else wants to step in and help with this? All right. Uh, Daggett would step forward. So, I've spent some time in your magnificent city and I've learned of the troubles that threaten the stability in the region and while I know that that one is quite a capable fighter and I point to Tharnow his eyebrows raise as you look at him I do believe that taking one of those threats away would be a welcome thought nonetheless you also speak of investments, and I would ask that you consider not every investment is a good investment. The longer that those dwarves stay there, not working, is costing you food. It's costing you gold. You might be better cutting your losses. You hear him kind of clear his throat. <clears throat> now I am perhaps not known as a merciful man, however, the kind of execution that you're asking for, wholesale killing of these criminals, is something I do not take lightly. I see value No, in no, them. no, not execution. Release. But they are criminals, sir. Should they not be punished for their wrongdoing? Who am I? Who am I? What a arbiter of rules within this city. And if they are to, and we are to move forward into a civilized society, well, a civilized society has rules and laws, contractual bindings, and dwarves of all people should know the importance of a contract. And they broke that contract. Releasing them seems to be a reward, giving them exactly what it is they wanted. Hmm. I understand your concern. I would suggest that there is another way of looking at it. That releasing oh. them would be securing an investment in a relationship with Blue Mountains. For how well would trade do if they hear that many of their brethren, their craftsmen, uh, were executed. Hmm. It's a very interesting point, Mr... Did you introduce Daggett. yourself? Daggett, yes. Son of Snoot. 
Son of Snoop, I see. Well, you make a very fair point. However, I am under the impression from the two dwarves in question that they are not of the Blue Mountains as you seem to be in Floy of the Oi family. He kind of puzzles at that. Oh. Would they care so much for these outcast dwarves from a completely different land that they would look past such a fundamental breach of dwarven society as one's word is binding and a contract signed is a contract kept. Go ahead and let's make a roll. Uh, persuade? Or did you want to do something else? Persuade sounds good. Okay, go for it. Um, what, Melissa, could I take... Seeing something now assist Daggett's roll? If it has something to do with what he's saying, if like you're like echoing, yeah, it, you can do that. It if does. You want to. It yeah, does. go ahead. All right, what do you um, say? Um, Terra, Terra will say, and to circle back to the original question you had asked, Master Garnell, why am I interested now? It is because these dwarves that you see here are, they might not be kin in blood, but they are kin in any way that matters. And for that reason, we are not asking you to release the contract for nothing. He considers that, he kind of looks over at you with a sort of sympathetic look, but you do all hear like this, this <sighs> sigh just come from Lady Stock just a few feet away. Daggett, you can take an extra die, die from, from Tara's assistance there. Uh, I'm also going to take two audience dice here. Got it. Um, oh boy! And uh, the runes on my necklace are glowing again as I'm taking a magic success. Oh, you're really just going into that hope right now. I'm going into it. Okay. <laughs> Still a Nazgul out there. I don't know. Oh man, uh, not as good as I hoped, but not bad. Uh, three successes total. Three successes. <laughs> it's still really good. What are you what? <laughs> what was that? I mean, that an extraordinary. Is it <laughs> two extra successes? Extraordinary. I rolled a lot of dice and I was favored. I was hoping for something better. That is a fair point. Yet, my dear, as he kind of looks over at Lady Stock, as she's about to object because of you know Tara kind of chiming in there. My dear, you just said yourself, and arranging relationship with these dwarves the blue mountains could be very beneficial to us and if release of two dwarves might and he kind of at this point looks towards floy and daggett as if he's suggesting something might return several more a score perhaps to help prepare this this bridge of ours then hell maybe releasing these two it's a benefit to us as well. I'll think on this. So we are down to resistance one already, and it's uh, time limit's only four, so we just need one more success if somebody wants to try to come in with the close the close the deal, if anyone wants to chime in here, has an idea. 
uh, Gilly would like to try. I know it's at disadvantage, That's but fine. I'm still willing. Um, Gilly kind of like steps forward and she does a very polite bow, Lord and lady, Lords and Lady. Um, we have dealt with one of your issues uh, already the wargs that have been attacking your farms and interrupting your production of your goods on your central island of your crafters. Uh, you hear dealt with them. You hear like a little bit of a, a flurry of activity off to the left, and you see the sons, the two sons that you would that that, that Tara knows. Uh, I don't know if Gilly would know their names uh, yeah. at this specific juncture, but uh, one of them steps up. Dak, and you see it's Tharnow. What do you mean? You have tell the whole story, uh, young lady. What do you mean? And she goes into when we arrived, how we discovered that there was an issue with wargs, uh, and then describes uh, how we fought them. Um, you know, skims over the part of us going up the river, but like how we found them um, out there in the battle with Gurnow. Um, uh, Gurnow will lean forward. Or not uh, Gerwin, excuse me. Yeah, Gurnow uh, will lean forward and he'll say, uh, do you have any proof of this young lady? Uh, uh, Tara turns around and lifts up her tunic to show the And you guy. hear just people go, oh, goodness. What is proof of uh, a battle? Yes. You have proof that you have defeated the wargs. We can tell them location. Send out a, a scout. You should see their corpses. He kind of nods a little bit. Murdoch, go. Get some of your men. Take care of it. But father, I've, uh, my men are busy in the south of the city and on the road. I don't have men to spare. The donor. Murdoch, go. Yes, father. Master Gurnow. Yes, Master Gurnow. And then he starts to very sullenly move out of the room and he kind of throws back a dirty look at a certain point and then leaves. Uh, Gilly, what did you want to roll? Uh, I was hoping for courtesy. Or would you say that's... Hmm. I don't know else. if I would could be I, courtesy. Could I support? I, I know I'm asking her a bit much, but can I add to Gilly's story? And would that give her a support? I would say if you have proof that if you have like... If any of you, none of you took like a trophy of the warg or anything like that or proof necessarily. So no. I would say that's probably the only thing I would be looking for for a bonus right okay. now. Irenial thought about it and then she was not <laughs> conscious to uh, take yeah. care of it. Totally <laughs> and Gilly was too distraught with getting Irenial and, and Terranathiel. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You guys were in a, yeah. a very emotional time. Didn't necessarily think of like step five when you had all these other steps to worry about to keep everyone safe. It's Sorry, okay. You man, I'll just always ask. <laughs> oh, no, no, for sure. You have four chances at this, you know, just need one success. And, you know, as long as we don't do a sorry, uh, we're probably okay. So, <laughs> uh, Gilly, I don't know if I would courtesy. I, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds like, I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of buttering them up. Ah, if you really want courtesy, you can take it. That's fine. Well, what you, are you did, thinking? you did do like the bowing and stuff like that yeah. when you came up, my lord and lady. Yeah, go ahead. I talked okay. myself into it. Uh, Mel, can I have two dice? Sure. Okay, and I got a great success. Amazing. Which is a good thing because I had a okay. one on my on my 12th die. 
So he thinks about this for a moment, and you can see uh, Tharnell kind of exchanges a look with Gurnow and kind of comes a little closer, and the two of them kind of lean in, Lady Stock as well, and there's some kind of whispering. Definitely seems like Lady Stock is not happy uh, with what's going on, but eventually, like, they lean back, and, well... I am nothing if not a reasonable man, even though people here in the city do not always see it that way. What I do, my rules, cruel or harsh, though they might be at times, are there for the protection of all the citizens of Tharban. And you all have... Presuming your story is true, which Murdoch will confirm, have done a great service. But what you ask, freely releasing these dwarves, contract breakers, from their punishment, that is a very, very tall order. I will counter. Here is what I will provide you. You can rest assured I will not execute your compatriots. However, they did, they did in fact break laws. They will remain in punishment for some time. We will remove them from the pillories. And until they agree to return to work, they'll remain under house guard but they will be giving food and refreshment, of course. However, alternatively, you've shown yourselves quite capable of dealing with several dangers, and as you have heard, there are many. The stories of the orcs amassing to the south are not untrue, although some might be less accurate than others. My son, Tharnow here, has said that he bore witness to your prowess, Mr. Dwarf, Mr. Daggett, that you are a fierce competitor, and that you are able to even land blows on him, which is, I must say, a feat. For there is not a man or woman within the confines of this city who has been able to do that since he was but a boy. But even he has had trouble with this, what was his name? Aglor the Unbroken. How lovely and quaint orcs giving themselves names and titles now. So I'll make a deal with you. You can end our arrangement now. You'll be free to leave, go as you see fit, and your compatriots will not be harmed. But if you want to take them with you, well, I need something a bit more in return. Help my son take down the head of the snake. Free the southern hills these orcs, this aglor, 
they will not only be freed, but they will be allowed release from their contract. What say you? Yes, your request is not unreasonable. That's just a win for all of us. An orc leader. We've taken out our own. What's another? Ah, I suspected you were not unfamiliar with the species. Such a foul creatures they are. Hmm. Well then, you all look very worse for wear, Terra. You need a healer, please. The Red Palace is at your disposal. Rest. Recuperate. And when you are ready, seek out my son. On the south side of the river, either at the Guard Tower, at the Ringle Tower. Make arrangements. We'll fill you in on what we actually know, not what the rumors say. And if you're able to bring me the head of his Aglor the Unbroken, then you might have the freedom for your friends. I'll be agreed. Agreed. Yes, thank you, Master Grinnell, Lady Stog. She just rolls her eyes at you and looks away, but he gets up, steps down, very, remember, he's in his 70s, so climbing down from the dais is a little bit difficult, but he comes down and he shakes the hands of, like, Floy and Daggett, like, signifying contract, like, binding contract at this point, like, it's it's verbal. Now, off with you. We have other business to attend to. We'll be in town. Before mm-hmm. she leaves, Tara, they're now good to see you again. And gets him this over familiar wink. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and you can see like a little bit of red kind of comes into <laughs> comes into his cheeks. And Lady Stock gives the most vile look at her son as if she's pieced together what that little indication might be. <laughs> Okay, so we'll say you all leave the the hall having made a deal uh, for your uh, for your compatriots. Uh, okay, well, so well. excellent. Well, yeah, you guys crushed it. <laughs> you guys crushed that for sure. <laughs> like Daggett, you got three successes in like one. This is crazy. Holy good. shit! Daggett um, feels like he needs a bath after dealing with that guy, though. So, uh, do we want to do That's fellowship fair. phase, or do we want to save that for next week? I'm game either way. I'm good to do it now. I okay. wasn't really going to spend my points or anything. I was saving up for some stuff. So okay. uh, I'm happy to go with whatever everybody else wants to because I don't really have anything. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's do it then. So that next week we can kind of start up on the uh, the Aglor, the Unbroken line here. So let's. this is your first fellowship phase too. So let's walk through this. So this is all... So at this point, you guys are, are free to move about the city, uh, follow the rules that are there, kind of go wherever you want. It's all very abstract in terms of time. We're very modular, but there is like a specific kind of step-by-step phase uh, that we do. But then also like we kind of embellish in some places where we do these little quick scenes or these little descriptions. Uh, So first we got to set the duration. Um, Who has the longest wound time? Probably I believe a, a Rineal does. Probably a Rineal because you got the two, right? You're yeah, because the first one is nine and then dying adds another 10. Oh, so. I see. My mistake. I That's thought 19. they stacked. Yeah. So it should be so 19. So is the plan then to wait out all of a Rineal's wounds or is the plan to just wait out one wound? Do we have an idea? 
think, I think it wound? is just the one wound yeah. uh, for her. Like it doesn't well, give her a yeah. second one. It just that's adds true. the time. That's a good point. Yeah. So do yeah, we want so to just wait that whole thing yeah. out or? It's, yeah. It's, hmm. They're making the orc sound pretty tough. I think we would want to be uh, full strength, but I guess it's up to Melissa. How do you feel? My preference would be, um, I know it's always a thing. I mean, that's almost a whole month to wait 19 days, but. um, I'd say worth it. At least the dwarves are out of the pillory. They're on, you know, back in a house. So they're not like waiting out. Yeah, but that's also the counter argument. Like if we wait however long, this army gets stronger. And if you cut it short, maybe it's a bit easier. All you really need is full endurance because even though you're wounded, a second one puts you to dying again, but I don't know. That's no big deal. I don't want that emotional trauma again this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a trade-off. We potentially face a weaker army with you wounded or a stronger army with you full health. So do we want to do like a good chunk of the time so that I've like healed at least like the nine days and then maybe is, still is got there the... a way to convince Gerno to maybe let the dwarves come with us so we have two more people on our side when we fight the and if we take like a longer time could some of that time be used to convince Gerno to let these two extra dwarves come with us so we or have send like... one of his sons along to fight? yeah yeah well and Tharnow like, was basically... was going to assist you so I feel like you're going to get assistance from Tharnow I don't think he would be willing at this point until the second part of the deal okay. comes through to release okay. them yeah. he will he will send immediately he will send people over and if you venture over eventually at some point to the stone of the the two kingdoms you will see that they are released uh from right. the pillories but they are still taken under guard to a a, a specific home uh where they will be kept there so their treatment is definitely better but they are not free yet sure I, I don't know the mechanics well enough, I guess, but uh, narratively, I'd prefer to have, like, Arneal at both before we fight a named yeah. orc captain. <laughs> Floyd, he laid it out pretty well. It's just a question yeah. of how much time do you want to give the orcs or whatever other things? And not yeah. only that, the other thing is time of year. It is late summer, early autumn, so winter is coming. And the longer you wait, and you have, in the last time you guys went to Angmar, it was, it was, you know, it was during winter. Uh, at this time, like we're pushing the sort of return to Angmar back further and further, trying to, like Gilly was saying, maybe rescue Sorendir or search for him or some sign of him or try to help out our toilets. There's other things. So really, there's nothing mechanical about it. It's more just like how pressed do you all feel and what are your priorities? My vote would be 10 days. Get Arineal and Terra past the yeah, wound. Mine's, mine's a 10-day wound, so mine should be done at the same time your one wound is done. Okay. You okay with and that, Floyd? Arineal, you'll have nine days left, which one or two might be eaten up by travel or hunting down the orc or whatever, so that would help too. We'll just have to make sure we keep you off the front lines. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I was going to suggest you only heal up to full one wound off Terraneth, so that's fine. Okay, let's do that then. So we'll say a week and a half, about 10 days. Okay, uh, destination's already chosen. We're in Tharbad, and so let's kind of walk through our updates. So 
so essentially, the first thing we do, we perform updates. That's this. That's the uh, the step. Uh, that's where you're spending skill points. Skill points specifically can be spent uh, to increase your skills uh, and only your skills. Uh, there. So let me. I'll share the. Uh, I'll share the table. So there is a table. There. Remember, there's a kind of increasing cost per level that you that you take. So per per rank of a skill. So it's not just a one for one trade. Uh, so each additional level you get. So if you're trying to go, for instance, from, you know, level three of a skill to level four, it's going to cost 20 skill points. Uh, so, uh, so it is sort of scaled in that particular way. Uh, and the other thing you can do that's training. So there's also growth, which is when you spend your adventuring points. Uh, and so every fellowship phase, you can purchase up to one rank in either wisdom or valor. You can't do both. Uh, Using wisdom will give you a new access to a new, um, uh, what's it called? Like a feat, basically, um, a virtue, uh, by the terms of the game, uh, purchasing a rank of valor will give you access to a new reward. So it's a, it's basically a boost to an item. Uh, or if you have a magical item, you can potentially unlock a feature of that item as well. Uh, so those are the choices with adventuring points adventuring points also can be used to increase your combat proficiency so if you want to increase like your spear or if you want to increase like your bow and same thing but the and again that that chart i shared with you guys is the same deal uh so it's it's got that that's scaled um you can do a maximum of one rank in you can't like spend like all your you know go up like three ranks in spear or something like that or sword in one fellowship phase you can only do one okay so then what we do uh my trade is we based upon what people purchase, like everyone's just sort of quickly describes or narrates a brief little snippet of like either like a flashback or something like that to like the, the most recent adventuring phase that sort of spoke to them learning this new thing that they took or something that's happening now in the fellowship phase that represents them sort of training. And it doesn't have to be very long. Just a quick snippet is what we, we sort of do. So we've seen Floy going for jogging to increase his athletics and stuff like that. So yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, so does anyone have anything uh, in any order, anyone doing any training or growth? Um, to start with, uh, I, I guess I wouldn't really be a little moment for this. I'd like to uh, bump up my persuade and I'd like to say that the council that we just had was how I was practicing. And I'll say even after, probably right after, as you guys were descending the steps, you hear your name called out. You hear, uh, Mr. Daggett. And you turn around and you see there is Tharnow. Uh, the guy you got in your brawl bar with, and he's slowly descending the stairs. A moment of your time, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, start going up towards him. And he looks at you and, and he says, uh, you speak almost as well as you box. Let's be fair. I speak better than I box. You see a grin kind of comes up and he's just like, I wasn't going to say it. However, I have to apologize. I did not know until much later the treatment you received after our, after our, uh, well, after our fight. I apologize. The people who are responsible have been suitably punished. Well, I believe if you did not know, then you have nothing to apologize for. 
we had a fair fight and you were honorable enough to make sure that my belongings were protected. And for that, you have my thanks. And he kind of nods, but he also says, hmm, I have every reason to apologize. I am the captain of these men and lead them. And what they do reflects on me. I am not like others in my family who push responsibility onto others. They were my men, my responsibility. You have the air of a leader about yourself as well. I assume this is something you understand. Once again, you are showing your honor. And look forward then just being on the same side. When you and yours are ready, seek me out. I warn you, I'm better with an axe than with a fist. Hmm. I will take your word on that. And he kind of reaches out to shake your hand. And then he do the forearm clasp. Yeah, do the forearm clasp thing, and he turns around and goes back into the to the palace. Well done. Uh others. Any others? Any other training or growth scenes we wanna quickly narrate? Yeah, I've got a whopping twenty adventure points to spend. Or a fourth point in my valor. Wow. Okay. All right. Very valorous. This, yes, this nice. will be about my new cleaver here, Colbert, Col Colbert's cleaver. And just how in this last fight, how refined it felt to my hands. First real big battle with it. How it, how it made contact with this ghastly figure. And I want it to become superior grievous. Okay. So you're you've got all three of your so you've got what two qualities unlocked, right? That's your this is your second, I think, on this. this yeah, item? I only had one when I initially got it. So this so this thing is now, in addition to being cleaving, which when you kill a foe with this weapon, you can immediately attack a second adversary. Now You've got superior grievous on it. It adds plus two to its damage rating. You're unlocking this. These were features. This is a uh, this is a, a a named weapon basically. So this is this is a feature that was already built in. You get plus two to its damage uh, damage rating, or a bonus equal to your valor rating, which is four, against a bane creature. Which we know the 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 history of this weapon, which actually is undead. Uh, so very very useful. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, so not, not just that, but as you're kind of sharpening it, right. You're just kind of like, maybe as you kind of at one, you know, one day when you're just kind of resting, you're just kind of sharpening up as well. And you kind of get it to a point that's even, even worse than you have and kind of going through some practice areas where maybe some of the, some of the guards train, you're able to kind of splinter through various like target dummies or, or various other targets. And, uh, yeah, you have fully unlocked Kobar's cleaver, man. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, so Aridial is looking to... She is not well, so there's absolutely nothing she's going to do that relates to improving physical skills in any way during this fellowship phase, because she is definitely uh, injured and recuperating. Uh, so Aridial is going to kind of spend some like girl time with Tara 
basically, because um, we kind of just jumped right in when we got here. Um, and so Arineal is just kind of going to be bedridden for a bit. Um, and Tara is kind of known for her skill in song and her lore. Like these are things that she's she's got a few years on Arineal. And so imagining that there's just some time spent um, early on with no sort of alcohol lubricant on uh, Arineal's part, but maybe as it kind of goes a little bit, maybe she's also kind of drinking and just kind of storytelling and just kind of doing some relaxing with uh, I love that. Tara. Beautiful little scene occasionally punctuated like maybe you're on the uh the courtyard the little courtyard outside of the bridge inn occasionally punctuated by the sudden and stealthy arrival of titus with new drinks or <laughs> new refreshments or new bandages or new orders that uh, miss kettlegrass has given him to ensure that you're getting up and moving around and keeping your your uh, yourself uh mobile uh, from time to time I don't want her to yell at me. Please don't make her yell at me when she yells at me. I, I don't want her cross with me. You got to do what she says. You got to do what she says. Okay, okay, she, okay. Yes, she is. She is the, the the best of healers, and I will tell her that you are following everything to the letter. God, that is really strict, huh? I. She has impressed it upon Titus that I am to be made well. And if, if you're tired later, I can carry you up to your room. You don't have to walk the stairs. I know the stairs are they're kind of crooked. I'll get them fixed. I promise. I promise. Don't tell Gilly. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Titus. Thank you so he, very, very much. And so he eventually drifts away. And yeah, beautiful. Fantastic. I thought you were Any... going to say he jumped in and like joined the song from time to time. Oh, he no, just no, sort no, of no. Pops no, in no, 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 no. You just suddenly hear, <laughs> what a beautiful singing voice he has. <laughs> uh anybody else with uh with a, a scene for training or growth that they want to add in on this yeah gilly has one so okay. i'm spending uh 20 skill points to get rank four in healing oh my yeah, that makes sense yeah. <laughs> holy so, shit amazing uh, especially after uh Arineal's near-death experience yeah. this makes gilly obsessive uh, she spends, if she's not in the library, like pursuing any books that she has that might have um, referenced like older techniques of healing. Um, she's spoken to Taraneth and maybe gotten into contact with like the doctor or medic that they have at the Red Palace. And she's been assisting. Um, she spends the time to check in on that man that um, Daggett saved from the warg. Um, just to see how he's healing and then just rotating between a renewal Taraneth, that man and whoever else she's assisting. Sure. And maybe in the library with Agna, like they have plenty of books for, for other herbs. Like this is not necessarily your part of the world. Like you're, yeah. you're from and a little bit further, like we're, we're all still in area we're just, we're all still in the Northern kingdom, but maybe there's, you know, outside of the Bree lands, maybe there's other plants. And so like they're going through these various, uh, various books. So I kind of keeps bringing them to you a cup of tea here and there. And then you're kind of going through like different names and some of them are the same, it's the same plant, uh, or it's the same weed. Uh, but it's, uh, it's known by a different name here or there. And so you're kind of learning some other combinations and stuff that might help, you know, stem bleeding quicker or yeah. might help wounds kind of stitch together a little faster here or there, or things that might help with burns or, or with the uh, with various exposure to ice and things like that, as you're going to be going yeah. to Angmar at some point again. So, 
all of this kind of culminates in definitely Gilly putting, you know, being motivated. She's putting in hours. Like, yeah. It's yeah. definitely uh, a One of the of hours that Gilly puts in with Tara is she's going to say, like, Tice is really scared of you. Really? Why? He's convinced you're going to yell at him. <laughs> and Tara cannot, like, contain the laughter. <laughs> and, like, and, like, mind you, this is probably, like, uh, Gilly's, like, assisting you in some, like, physical therapy to make sure your shoulder is healing right. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, I don't think I've ever yelled at anyone before. And then she thinks on it and she goes, no, I've yelled at Daggett. Um, <laughs> you probably have to check with him to see if that's scary or not. I don't think so. And she just kind of, like, laughs it off. All right. Any other skiller training Scenes. Uh, I, so I did I'm see that there was go a. Uh, so sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go. No, we, uh, we I was just face. gonna ask about the um, gather rumors for Warden. We'll get to that shortly. That's uh, that's a different step in the phase. That's uh, okay. that's an undertaking. Yeah, that's go, that's something we'll do in a minute. Yeah. Then uh, uh, nothing for me. Okay, uh, Daggett. What were you gonna say? I have so many, so we don't have to do them all if you don't want to, because I've got three more quick, upgrades. Quick little that I need sentence to do. or two. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Um, so first I'm going to update my virtue upgrade my virtue from two to three. And in ancient times, the dwarves made mighty spells, and I was taught fragments of these old enchantments that retain some power. And that's how I have my rune necklace. I'm going to use some of those enchantments and start etching them onto block fong. To upgrade her. Okay. Uh, what do you release? What do you? What I think I gave you access to the full thing, right? Uh, uh, I so, only had two qualities on there. I don't know if you had a third hidden or not, but I don't see it. Okay. Uh, so this is. So I, I figured it would just be a standard quality being added. On. Okay. So you have hammering, rune scored, and what are you adding? Uh, Grievous to okay. get plus one damage. Okay. Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe you use Gilly's connections to the library to kind of see that they actually have some old dwarf texts here and there. Very old, not always related. Maybe she even shows you the history on Black Fong. Uh, God dang it, you're making me do it now. Black Fang, God dang it. Uh, but yeah, you're able to uh, to upgrade the weapon. becomes even more potent. It starts to, there are times, actually, why you're, why you're tending to this. Where you actually see the black metal and kind of ashy, uh, ashy nature of the, of, of the actual shaft itself. You can see in the metal, it actually s sometimes heats up like it's actually underneath, uh, like a Smith's hammer. And you can just see almost like this molten orange, yellow, reddish gleam begin to kind of glow as you begin to sort of tinker with it from time to time. The most alarming and strange ways it doesn't really makes sense because you're probably not needing to heat much up because you're probably using more like jeweler's tools but it almost seems like it's reacting to you tinkering with it in some way and the heat emanating from it at times is immense and considering its history uh, is a uh, it's kind of a curious observation which i don't know its history yet. depends if gilly wants to share it with you uh so what uh what else I've got 12 skill points. I'm going to increase my explore. Okay. So I'm going to spend some time 
going around the outer rim of Tharbad, and even some days headed out to the south, maybe get a lay of the land, use the maps I acquired from the library, sort of match it up with how it's laid out too. Okay. Uh, outside of the town too, there's a, like a lot of these different uh, marshy areas. Rain falls over the time in which you guys are, are, are recuperating. And so it's becoming like the, the drought that seems that they've been facing is kind of starting to break a little bit. And so you're able to kind of navigate some of these marshy lands as well, uh, which is kind of an, a different kind of ground than, than I would say Floyd is probably used to in the Blue Mountains. And yeah, fantastic. Uh, Arneel's going to kind of jump on because earlier Floyd had uh, been doing some work uh, with his weapon. And so Arneel also is looking to uh, spend adventuring points uh, to um, do a Valor rank for uh, a new reward on the weapon. And I kind of want to combo this with an increase in craft. So I'm imagining that maybe um, Arneel is kind of hanging out with Floyd during that time. We can figure out off stream if I had both of them yet or not. Um, and if I didn't, I'll unlock the other one. And if I did have both, then I'll make it keen. Okay. So we uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go back and check. So the two uh, qualities are foe slaying. So when you score a piercing blow on an undead creature, uh, their protection roll is ill-favored. Uh, if the roll was already ill-favored for any reason, then the piercing blow scores an automatic wound. Very useful. Superior Grievous, uh, this particular case you're getting, uh, I got, I'll double check because I think you guys have different Superior Grievous numbers, I'll have to double check it, but yours is plus one to its damage rating or a bonus equal to your Valor if used against a Bane creature, so also undead. Fantastic. Okay. Daggett, you said you had a bunch. Do you have any others? Yeah, I've got two more. Okay, go for it. Um, We could honestly do this in one go as well. Um, I'm okay. upgrading my travel and my axe proficiency. So I think knowing that we're going after the orcs nearby, I would want to start ranging out uh, outside of Tharbad, learning the land, uh, learning the the terrain that we're going to be on. And while we're out there, I would just be practicing with while I'm out there, I would just be practicing with my axe constantly. Uh, just uh, training out there, uh, you know, random trees, I'll be practicing different blows. I mean, I'll, if you're okay with this, I mean, we could say at some point, maybe you do in fact meet up with Thar now again, and he shows you around a bit and he kind of fills you in a little bit on where they've been scouting, where they've been looking, where they've been, you know, where they've been seen what issues that they've had, where orcs seem to be attacking, where they're amassing, those types of things. And maybe at other times you demonstrate, you know, your your prowess with the axe that you promised uh, that you had much better than the brawl. Uh, so we can say between, you know, him kind of helping show you some of the key points, uh, meeting points, arrangements where sites of previous battles where they've caught goblin scouts occasionally kind of peeking around near the, uh, near the, the southern tower uh, uh, by the causeway. Uh, even underneath the causeway where he tells you stories about the time they caught a troll hiding out down here. And sometimes it's mostly beggars, but every now and then you think you're coming to kind of clean out folks who just don't want to pay the tax. But in fact, it actually is a troll that suddenly turns around. Uh, okay. Anything else for growth or undertaking? Or excuse yes. me, for growth or training? Gilly's got another one? Okay. I've got 
one more. So I'm going to be spending um, 20 of my adventure points for uh, rank four in Valor. And okay. that will um, allow me to get keen on my bow. So I'll have three uh, augments on it. So maybe you actually go down to the, the Middle Island at a certain point. Uh, since you're, you know, cause that's where the crafters are and there's bowers, mm -hmm. there's fletchers, there's all sorts of weapons crafters and you kind of see the state that's there. You've seen it from a distance on the water, but when you get down there, it is shop on shop on shop. Uh, there are some kind people there. You meet a couple other dwarves, some that might know Thorvum and Thebe here and there and you're kind of directed, but you're, you're able to, to sort of, you know, request, maybe you do a trade, maybe a few folks you continue to practice your healing as some have small injuries that they've maybe suffered from, you know, an accident here uh, with this tool or that. You trade some of that for improvement on your on your weapon. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Anyone else? I'm good. Okay. Floyd, you good? No, I'm good. All right, let's do spiritual recovery as the next step. So this is where you automatically recover a number of hope points equal to your heart score. Uh, Melissa, was there something different about rangers for this? I can't remember. Uh, no, it's... Uh, well, actually... Let me look at that. If it was rangers in general or me specifically. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can restore hope. Uh, you are so, correct. It is all rangers only take a maximum number of hope points equal to half our heart score. Okay. So Terra, that means you can only recover. You said the half their half your maximum. Is that right? So I, I didn't use any hope, so I oh, okay, you're don't fine, then. need to recover anything. Okay. Yeah, so whatever the little number is, you can only recover half of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and then if the adventuring phase was a positive outcome in the fight against the encroaching shadow, you get to remove one to three shadow points as deemed by me, the lore master, who I get to assess how much of your actions interfered. You guys defeated a freaking Nazgul in combat. You can restore three shadow points. You can Amazing. absolutely remove them, I should say. I don't yes. have any temporary shadow points because I got a scar. <laughs> yeah. the end of I have three years, so I will happily take that. So yeah. nice. And then uh, lastly we have is we got to, we're going to do our undertakings. These are, so this is a normal fellowship phase. So since it's a normal fellowship phase, the company as a group chooses one undertaking to do. Uh, Yule is when we do the individual ones. So we're just going to do the one unless we have extra audience boost. Cause I think we did that last time where like you could buy a second undertaking. Well, we, so we basically did. we always get both. We always get two. So as a group, we choose one and then we get mm -hmm. one that's specific to our, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and then when it's you, Connor. everybody Which, gets to do one of their own and then, right. Exactly. So you don't do yeah. your own individual. So let's Connor. start. Should we start then with the one that you want to choose? Like the one that's not specific to your, to your background. So basically my trade, the way it works is there's a list of, of different undertakings. So gather rumors, which is, is one of the ones that wardens provide to the fellowship for free. So when you would you guys pick your free one, that could be an option. And that's where I just give you an extra rumor or two based upon something you can ask specifically for something, or I can just give you what I have. Uh, meet patron. In this case, it's not really going to apply because you don't have, you know, you can if you want, but we, we know that our patron, for instance, is, is well off. But we can always introduce a different patron. Like we can always say Valen comes to town or something like that. 
Uh, strength and fellowship is what Daggett brings, uh, as that will raise your fellowship rating, which means you'll have additional fellowship points to spend uh, during the next adventuring phase. Ponder story, then figured maps is what the scholar brings, which means you can uh, get bonuses to uh, to journey the journey event rolls. Uh, you guys aren't planning to do a journey this time, so it's probably not the best one to pick. Study magical items is what Floyd brings as a treasure hunter, and you can kind of it's basically like an identify spell. You can kind of learn about the qualities of these these items if you have. And then there's write a song, which is what Arineal brings, uh, and that's where you can get a a, 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 lay, a song of lay, victory, or walking, which could potentially give you boost during one of the phases. Uh, so you get any one of those plus one of the ones that one of you bring freely to the to the group. So, so does anyone have any items that are unidentified? Or have we done that already? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Because I think the last were the weapons. Like, yeah, we had, we had those weapons. I think those have been identified. Okay, just checking. So we don't have to do All right. that. Mm-mm. All right. So our real options are gather rumors, meet patrons, strengthen fellowship, or write a song. Yeah. Personally, I feel like we've already got a ton of rumors. And I think I'm happy with the patron. Uh, I vote write a song and strengthen fellowship. I was thinking similar. Fellowship's the plus one. Yeah, fellowship yeah. gives you okay. plus one for the whole next adventuring phase. So at start at the, at start of every phase, you'll have a plus one to what your normal score is, which means you have more fellowship to, to spend. I think also narratively it makes sense because like we've expanded the fellowship. So I just think spending time kind of getting okay. to know everybody and kind of trying to work out the kinks of all the relationships is probably makes sense. All right. Go ahead and mark that down then if that's the case, if there's no objections. And then we do we want to is is write it write a song which you guys want to do for the next one? What's what songs do we have already? Do we know? Uh, I know we have, we the have... combat one. We definitely yeah, have we a do song have the, of victory. Song of yeah, victory. which is combat. Boost your combat. I think we were talking about needing a walking song, less travel, but we're not really traveling this phase, so I don't know if we want to do that now. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that makes sense. We've done it twice, and I'm trying to remember what the first song was. We can listen back. That was, that was Gilly's. Gilly's the one who keeps track of that, yeah. Yeah, because Gilly well, had the first song. Well, we can listen back and then, you know, whichever one you didn't have then you have now. So you'd have basically all three covered at this point, if that's what you want. I think that sounds good. Okay. Yeah, I think we have Lay and Council, so I think it's a walking song, if I had to guess. Because I actually okay. think Gilly's was the victory, and I think Reniel's might have been the council. All right. Uh, all right. So if that's the case, then you will now have access to all of your so- all three of the songs, uh, and you will also have extra fellowship. So we'll say to close out this session uh, as part of the strength and fellowship, we'll zoom in for a brief moment, just from a distance, you know, not too close, uh, as we see the five of you, Tara included, she's been welcomed now through both deed and, and voice uh, to the group as the five of you sit on the, the courtyard outside of the bridge in Titus, occasionally bringing refills of, of ale and meat and carrot stew, looking over at Gilly for approval. And uh, we'll end there. And we'll pick up next time 
as you guys try to hunt down Agler the Unbroken. So that is it. Oh my gosh. Good session. Nice. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. Deep sigh of relief. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know I was, if you're like a weaver making a masterpiece tapestry or if you're like a spider plucking the web. Just uh, pulling uh, at the strings. Thank you. Is <laughs> that a compliment? I, I, Either I way, you're good. A compliment you yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. It, it was. Yes. Uh, oh my okay. gosh. Oh I hope it wasn't gosh. too stressful for people. Uh, but oh, uh, like really good stressful. <laughs> I really, I really wanted to pull on some heartstrings because I knew it was close. I knew that there was some it danger, was... and I was really worried yes. about Gilly. I wasn't as worried about Arinio because I knew Gilly was up, and Gilly's the best healer you got. And yeah. so I wasn't as worried about Arinio, but I was really worried about Gilly actually, and because uh, yeah. I thought that could go really bad. Because if that role with Arinio didn't go well enough, where she is functional. You know, then she would have been able to make the roll and then, you know, somebody else would have to do it. And Tara is not so bad at, at healing so that you do have like a like a, another potential roller. But it would have it would have been a little dicey, a little yep. dicey. Yeah. Yep. And especially yeah. since like I was weary. And so like I definitely yeah. rolled some threes that didn't count toward anything because I was weary. Yep. So it was, yeah. like, it was For definitely sure. close. All right, uh, let's go ahead and do some uh, closing plugs and then we'll get out of here. Uh, my Trey, tell us where everyone can find you on the internet and what is it you do? Uh, apart from, from, you know, getting teary in wandering games, uh, when I'm not doing that, I uh, make YouTube videos at my three plays games. Uh, they're system agnostic or multi-system, whatever you want to call them. And uh, generally focus on the interactions people have at the table, like we had several of today. Um, and that's me. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for letting uh, the emotional roller coaster like you just you you opted in. <laughs> Uh, so oh, I, yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> I am, I will sign up every time there's an opportunity to get my heart broken. Like I will absolutely sign up. Yeah, I really want to sucker punched me today. As like, as soon as she started narrating and Jeff started narrating, I started crying. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Yep. We, we looked back, we looked back at that scene. Cause like I, I said, sort of the same thing to, to you, Ashley, just in case come up with like a little flashback or in your case, it was like a sort of like a dreams, a daydream or something like that. Something that you can kind of have uh, as the moment could go very badly. Uh, and so, so Melissa looked back at that meeting that she had uh, post Forlund. Uh, was that episode 34? Yep, that episode 20 Epis episodes ago. Episode 34. Wow. And then Gilly, yours was Gilly, yours and Soren Deers was either episode 37 or 38. I can't remember which, but where the two of you mm -hmm. got locked in the cell. Yep. Yep. Uh, because the the weird sorcery of Othrin Gull was messing with you guys, the Pearl of Celebrion uh, appeared to shatter. Yep. Sorndir, like like was all the words I spoke. By the way, Stephen yeah, actually yeah. said to Ashley, word for word. Yeah, I felt familiar. Using it against me. Used it against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did yell those at yeah. me. I was like, I'm dagging now. I should shed that baggage. 
that's, that's fair. That's fair. You did bring some deer into the world. Uh, so all of that kind of happened. All right. Uh, let's see. For us, then, uh, our next game is Monday, where you should come watch us play Holler for Savage Worlds because, uh, because first of all, it's cool and Holler's a lot of fun. Uh, but secondly, because uh, Tracy Sizemore, one of the developers of Holler, of Holler is, uh, is coming to be a guest shift boss again. We didn't scare her away uh, the first time. She's returning. She's opting in again. Uh, and uh, can continue her, her guest run in the middle of our uh, Blast of Beauty campaign. Uh, Tuesday, Stephen, what do we got? We got Forbidden Lands. Uh, we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, but not nearly as dramatic as what we resolved today. Uh, but who knows? I might kill Melissa in that session, too. So come watch and find out. Yeah, just we for, just pulled just someone my out wife. of the pillory here and move them over. <laughs> kill Melissa's one. character. Character. Yeah, the character. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say. A little awkward. A little awkward. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, next Friday, we are back to Blade Runner, uh, as we are continuing getting very close to the end of our, uh, Memories of Fire campaign. And then obviously next week we'll be back with more, more One Ring. Please also go check out the YouTube page, uh, Adventures in Lollygagging. We got all sorts of games, playlists up there from the games that we've been playing for the past several years on the channel. Uh, we've also been putting some stuff up in podcast form as well. Uh, Waking of Angmar, for instance, is in podcast form. Just search for that wherever you get podcasts. Uh, same with uh, lollygagging on the Orient Express, our Call of Cthulhu campaign. Uh, and then we put a lot of random games, including uh, Stephen's Forbidden Lands, over on the main Adventures and Lollygagging podcast feed and also Blade Runner as well. Uh, and then finally, um, a little plug to our friends over at Grim and Peros Plays uh, as they are running some more uh, Lord of the Rings stuff tonight. Not One Ring, but the fifth edition version of One Ring. So I think it's just called Lord of the Rings 5e. Uh, so go check out Grim and Perilous Plays in about, I think, an hour and like, 20 minutes or so, something like that. So go check them out. Uh, thanks to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to all the bits that you all replenished the stock uh, of audience boost for. Uh, and thank we you for indulging them. us. And also thank, thank you to Beetle and Grimms for the, for, the, for the giveaway in my tray for doing it, giving us the hookup. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid someone now. So if you would be so kind uh, as to follow that raid, as we're going to go over to Lost Caravan RPG. Uh, so follow the raid, say hi to them, and have a great rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.